And that's the thing. Like, I love Gurren Lagann. That's one of my favorite anime. Like, it's my favorite anime. But everyone's like, oh, Yoko's so hot and all this other stuff. I'm like, you guys do realize that before the time jump halfway through the anime that Yoko is 14 years old. Uh... And he... And there's tons of, oh, I mean, it's happening with My Hero Academia right now. Because all those kids are like 16. Isn't uh, so, age of consent in Japan like 14? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's still. What your age still, is. No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, there he is. What's my, what's my age again? <laughs> yeah. In, in the UK, it's 16. Because I know in America, it's 18, isn't it? For yeah. Age of consent. Oh, yeah. it depends it, on what state you're in. Yeah, it's, it's all depending on the state. I took okay. her out. She's from an anime. The feeling's right. Um, <laughs> notice me, Senpei. Oh, God. What, it's uh, Senpai, first of all? <laughs> listen, it's slant rhyme. Um, Welcome to the Megavisions Sideshow, the companion to the companion podcast of Megavisions Magazine, where we stray away from gaming news, what we've been playing or watching, well, more so what exactly what we've been watching, to talk about just one movie, TV show, and maybe a single game or genre. Special thanks to the patrons who get this a couple days earlier than the public. You guys uh, make it possible and make everything possible, and we love you so much, but... With me today, inspired by Jean-Claude Van Damme, is Chris. Flawless victory. And god of thunder and lightning is Tornado Jones, a.k.a. Corey. <laughs> and the four-armed fury that forgot to guard his balls, Graham. Finish him. And I am the sex appeal government agent out to get revenge for the death of my partner, apparently. I am Scotty Moe. Today, we are going to discuss the Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. I'll say the plot, even though I don't think anyone who's listening to this needs to know it. Three unknowing martial artists are summoned to a mysterious island to compete in a tournament whose outcome will decide the fate of the world. In terms of box office numbers, it did 70 million. It grossed 70 million domestic, but worldwide it did 122 million uh it did win the award for uh film music uh george s clinton not that one uh won the award um and then to talk about the the cast briefly i'm sure we'll go more into but uh more into the cast overall but christopher lambert played raiden uh he more known for the Highlander movie. Uh, he was the biggest name on the bill, probably. Robin, Sh- yeah, Robin Show, who played Liu Kang. He actually returned in the sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but he's also uh, known for Beverly Hills Ninja as kind of the sidekick to Chris Farley. And he was in Death Race, the remake with Jason Statham. Uh, Stath- St- that guy. Um, Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage, he was unfortunately in Resident Evil Ex- Extinction. And also in the <laughs> series, Teen Wolf, um, Carrie, oh, I'm going to butcher this, I apologize, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, um, who played Shang Tsung, he was in, uh, he played Krull in the remake of Planet of the Apes, uh, he was actually also Hihachi in the Tekken 2010 live-action movie, 
And then lastly, uh, not lastly, but one of the more notable ones, Bridget Wilson-Sampras. She played Sonia. She was the teacher love interest in Billy Madison, also known as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in Last Action Hero. Veronica Vaughn. Yeah, there you go. Um, This movie starts with intensity because it kicks right in with the notable theme song, which uh, we'll get into it probably more so. I want to bring up real quick, and then I'll open it to the floor here. I thought, I did not know that the theme song came from the movie. I thought it did come from the game. How about that? Oh, no. I always knew it was from the movie. Yeah, it was, I always knew it was from the movie. Yeah. So, Can I also um, just do a shout out to Talisa Soto, who played Katana, because she was in License to Kill, and she's awesome. There okay, I did see that, and she actually returned in Annihilation. Only her and Robin, uh, I already forgot, Robin Shu Show. They were the only ones that returned. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I guess first we'll go around the floor and say our, our brief history, like how familiar we are with this. I will admit that I have never been a huge Mortal Kombat fan, although I recognize how important it is to Sega's history um, with the court uh, the court hearing and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, so, Corey, Mr. Tornado Jones, how familiar are you with this movie? Uh, as, a chi- <clears throat> as a child, I, uh, I was kind of sheltered. From a lot of things, uh, from my mother specifically, so I wasn't allowed to like watch wrestling. I wasn't allowed to like play violent video games and all that stuff, uh, especially in the beginning. But once I started like venturing out on my own and like going to friends' houses and stuff like that, that's when I started like playing like you know fighting games and all that other stuff. I didn't see Mortal Kombat the first one. I actually saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation first, and, and then I was like, oh, what's this other one? So I watched that one. But I really, as an adult, I have gone back because as a kid, I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't really cool. Like, this isn't like this is all live action. Like, I want cartoons and stuff like that. But as a teenager and as an adult, I've gone back and watched it. And like this movie was really amazingly good for the time it was made. Okay, yeah. And I I forgot to mention, um, because it is uh, somewhat important to this specific movie, it got a PG-13 rating, not rated R. Like some would come yeah, to expect. Um, that was because of some producer, or not producer, but the corporate big boys calling out on all that stuff. Yeah, but it makes sense because it has it would have a wider crowd if it's PG thirteen instead of R, but um, or wider audience or whatever. But different uh, story now, though. Yeah, right. Chris, what say you? I, I want to say I saw this in the theater growing up because this was ninety five. I was probably around. 13 or 14 and I would have gone to get, go see with uh, some buddies of mine. I mean, we were huge world combat fans uh, around that time. It was such a big thing in my friend circle. Uh, we'd always go to the movie theater cause they had uh, mortal Kombat at the arcade there. And so we'd always play it like right before we go into the movie theater. I probably played uh, more yeah. Kombat two more than the first one. Uh, but I absolutely loved the, uh, the the games. So when the movie came out, uh, I was really excited for it. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, back then, I remember really liking it. I thought that they did a pretty good adaptation to the game. Um, there were some hokey parts in it, but I I remember all of us like really enjoying it back then. Cool. And uh, Graham, what about you? Oh yeah, um, I, I can tell you. Do you want to tell you the long story? It's not that long, but sure. Um, That's fine. So. Uh, I'm, I was hugely into martial arts movies as a kid. I grew up on Jackie Chan movies and stuff. And um, I was a big gamer, obviously. And I remember every time I went to like my mate's houses, we'd always like rent martial arts movies. And 
I remember going to one of my friend's house. We had quite a few of us there. And um, it was around, because basically Street Fighter came out the year before, you know, the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme and stuff. And then this uh, one had just I think it was out. the same year, actually. Was it? I'll have to double I this check was, that. Wasn't this 95? I thought Street Fighter was 94. I could be uh, wrong. You, I don't know. You might be right. It might be pretty, They might have been, like, being filmed at the same time or right. something. Right. He's right. Okay. Street, Fighter, Street Fighter came out in 1994. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I see that now, too. Um, yeah. So I didn't see Street Fighter at the cinema. I didn't see Mortal Kombat at the cinema. Um, but we basically, we, we stayed up. I did a sleepover at my mate's house and we went to Blockbuster. Remember that guy? Remember those people? Yeah. Um, and we rented Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. We thought this is going to be awesome. Like two video game movies, martial arts and stuff. And we kind of thought, okay, let's watch Mortal Kombat first because that's going to be terrible. Because everyone, basically <laughs> at my school, everyone loves Street Fighter more than Mortal Kombat. I, I like Mortal Kombat, but you know, the game. But um, yeah, we thought Street Fighter's going to be better. So let's watch Mortal Kombat first. We watched Mortal Kombat and we were all like, this is one of the best movies we've ever seen. Like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so good. We started um, off the, strong. Yeah. The music was so good. Like, Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, um, and then we watched Street Fighter afterwards. And like halfway through Street Fighter, we were just like, this is one of the worst movies we've ever seen. <laughs> Let's watch Mortal Kombat again. Yeah. So we didn't watch the end of Street Fighter. We watched Mortal Kombat twice. Um, I think in the morning, like, because we sort of stayed up really late and stuff, I think in the morning we kind of watched the end of Street Fighter. But yeah, we just like, Mortal Kombat was so much better. And like, we were like, we do that thing, like, after the end of the movie, we start like beating each other up and stuff. You know, like, it's a group of <laughs> That's guys. What I was going to say, I remember doing that same thing. Like, that, that music was what, like, really amped us up. And we yeah. would be trying to sing it as we're fighting in the backyard. And <laughs> yes. inevitably, someone would accidentally punch the other one in the face or something. And then we'd <laughs> run and cry. And, and yeah. that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, because yeah, I think we did that. Like, don't listen at, to like... our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be like 4 or 5 a.m. all going outside, just like fighting in the dark. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the grass was kind of wet because it's all dewy and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh good gosh. times. But yeah, that's, that's um, great. And since then, I've loved the movie. I had it on my like VHS. I think I had it on DVD, but I can't find it. Um, I've actually just bought it on Amazon, uh, my digital download, um, just for this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I are we going to give our opinions on the whole movie now, or should we do that later? Um, I get we can kind of go through that now if we want to. I I, I do want to I want to clarify that. Uh, I just want to basically give everyone in, uh, permission to interrupt me as we go because being not a huge Mortal Kombat fan, I'm sure those stuff there there will be stuff I'll gloss over because I'm not I'm not a huge fighting guy either. Um, I think what got me into fighting games was honestly Marvel versus Capcom because I like Mega Man, I like Spider Man. These have both. <laughs> Why not both? Um, so yeah, we can go around and like I think I was aware of this movie, but it really didn't matter much to me because I just did not care about fighting games. Um, in 95, so I would have been 10, but it, it definitely should have been on my radar, but it just wasn't because I was all about Sonic, I guess. So, um, but yeah, Graham, if you want to continue on like with how you, do you mean like what you thought of it then or what you think of it now or what? Um, I can tell you what I thought of it then if you like, and then at the end tell you what I, I think we got now. the, we got a pretty good picture of what you thought of it then. <laughs> Fighting in the dark. That's yeah. Your that's yeah. your thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, what I think about it now, then, um, basically, I still think it holds. Up. It's okay. Watching again, watching the game this morning, there are some terrible one-liners and stuff. There's yeah, some yeah. But I still think it holds up as one of the better um, video game movie crossovers because it, it. I mean, the, the plot of Mortal Kombat's not that like 
great, at, I guess, at like, this, the game. Like, but... at this iteration, it, it barely existed. But as it goes so, on, the, like, Mortal yeah. Kombat uh, lore and everything definitely has one of the more weird but just batshit insane but also at the same time like this there's is awesome. time travel yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah. okay I, I haven't replayed most of the, the new ones to be honest so i'm just going off the original there's like, some weird time Kombat. travel that came in in like mortal Kombat 8 or somewhere around yeah. there so yeah okay um but yeah for the movie for its time i think it, it follows the story the video game well like it's a tournament there's a tournament they're fighting you know that each character's kind of got their backstories going on and stuff and i think it holds up really well i think the fighting as well itself like mm-hmm. um especially for like hollywood actors actually is pretty decent and it's a lot it's, i think it's better than a lot of modern movies with fighting where the camera keeps cutting around and stuff mm-hmm. like you can actually see the punches and kicks a bit more in this and i yeah I, I was actually really enjoying it even this morning i was like yeah this is i'm still enjoying it and compared to street fighter where they which could have been another tournament thing they just yeah. made this crazy story and it's all terrible and they ruined those of the characters and stuff it's just like oh my god yeah. so the, the street fighter shines with the animated movie more than the live oh, yeah. action movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the animated movie was good i do remember that being really good but oh man <laughs> i was gonna say that um graham you're you're talking about like the fighting and stuff and i think a lot of that came down to like who they cast in the movie because a lot of the actors mm. Uh, were actual like had backgrounds in some form of martial arts like um oh, and with the exception of uh the the girl who played sonia blade uh, uh bridget. bridget wilson mm-hmm. yeah um like robin Shu and uh lyndon ashby i think he was like a he was like an amateur boxer or something like that so okay. yeah a, a lot of that like played into uh, you know, them being able to do a lot of their stunts and everything like that. Um, but I, I, I agree, like the fight choreography, I thought was like really, really well done. Um, and I, I think, you know, mentioning the actors and their backgrounds, they they played it uh, they played it off well with Christopher Lambert because he doesn't really have that kind of a background. But Raiden, as they portrayed him in this, didn't really need to fight either. So it worked mm. out that they didn't need to, like, make him try to fight or, or get uh, a stunt double or anything. He was also overpowered in this movie. He could have just basically just just led to that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) he could have done the whole like uh, um, Palpatine thing in the last Star Wars, just like shoot lightning from his hand, destroy (laughs) everybody. They they establish, which is good. They do. They're in the movie. They establish rules for the universe. Like (laughs) God. Yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just saying that's because that's why Raiden doesn't partake in the in the tournament and he can't because right. otherwise he'd just be like yeah i got this don't worry about it yeah yeah that'd be like jesus stepping into the ring <laughs> so, yeah let's go with jesus <laughs> uh-huh um i all right there's so many great uh slogans we're coming out of jesus. this such as uh fighting in the shadows and let's go with jesus someone start writing these down for t-shirts for mega visions um <laughs> Um, I said what on what podcast? That'll be. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what? What would you say your your overall like ten cents is on it on the film? Then Chris, like then and now, uh, I was actually surprised by how well I think it, it does hold up. Um, obviously, like the the CGI stuff doesn't look very good, and I don't remember how good it even looked when it first came out. Um, right. I don't think it looked great, but uh, I think it does hold up really well my family actually we all sat down and watched it and i didn't even mean for that to happen i just started watching it uh, i think it was like friday or saturday and they all just kind of 
passed through and like saw what I was watching and they stopped and, and watched it, uh, including my wife. And that is like something to say because she usually hates these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and she thought, and I asked her about it afterwards. I was like, you know, what did you think about it? And she's like, you know, it was, it was fun in that like kind of cheesy martial arts type of way. And I think that's kind of what it was kind of going for anyway. Like, I mean, it didn't take itself too serious, um, but it stuck close enough with, uh, the lore and everything that it was it was really fun for the fans and entertaining for people that probably weren't too familiar with it anyway. Yeah, I think you have a good point there with it not taking itself serious. And what lends to that overall theme of the movie is the Mortal Kombat series is known for never taking itself too serious, but it does have serious moments. Um, but I think that sure, yeah. that lent to this a lot because a lot of video game uh, movie adaptations um, fans get too serious and directors get too serious uh, to the point that like it's still a video game based movie dude the lore is going to be ridiculous you need to not try to make this like the next matrix or anything like that right i mean they do even johnny cage does a friendship in this movie which that, is pretty i didn't understand that yeah. i had to look that up and because i was like well we'll get to it we'll get to it um <laughs> but okay yeah so uh cory what about you yeah, I had said earlier I was kind of the reverse. Like, I didn't really think highly of the movie as a kid because I was that kid that was like, I want to watch cartoons. I don't want to watch real people in, a, in movies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But as an adult now, I'm like, it is – yeah, there are many things. We watched it last night, and I was kind of like, okay, that doesn't really hold. A lot of the one-liners, some of the one-liners are good. Other <sighs> one-liners aren't that great, and yeah. it makes sense because a lot of them were ad-libbed. So I, I found that out. But, oh, really? And then it's yeah. – yeah, yeah, a lot. The yeah, Raiden's laugh that he he does one hundred percent ad and they kept it in the, the so part. You're, like, you're talking about where he's like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's like the fate of billions will be in your hands. Ha ha ha. Yeah, sorry. And that I was, was like, great. I oh okay. boy. And then the CG doesn't really. The CG was okay for where it was 1995. Right. So we we did have Terminator 2, which I believe uh, a lot of the people that did, some of the people that worked on Terminator 2 worked on this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And uh, yes, yeah, the special effects artists and stuff like that. There are goods like the transition in the beginning when uh, Johnny Cage's master transforms into Shang Tsung. Oh, that yeah, animation was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reptile stuff gets me really hard. Like reptile when he goes into the actual ninja part is fine, but when he's in predator mode and then he shows up and he just looks like he's from like a Windows ninety eight save sc- or like load screen, mm-hmm. that's a little rough. But no, I really I like the movie. Hard, though. Although, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember this movie only had a budget of thirty three million dollars or something. Oh, which so the Annihilation had thirty three. This one oh. had seventeen million. Budget. Seventeen. Oh, okay. Wow, I couldn't less. find a definite number for that. Okay. Yeah, Wikipedia said eighteen million, but yeah, it was around there. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so pretty actually, low for a Hollywood sort of. And Annihilation got almost movie. double that. It, it was. <laughs> that's yeah, Graham. You have a good point. That is that's a low budget, but also that's a high budget for a video game movie that no one has any like confidence and then when you in. see how much it made like mm-hmm. this movie was a blockbuster hit mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that was the biggest thing too is because they were worried because um all the other like video game movies that were released around that time had really underperformed like street fighter did not do uh double did not in expectations obviously oh, God, the, the Super mario brothers um double dragon all of those that had come out beforehand were were all underperformed and to the point that Paul uh, Anderson, the director 
Uh, that's right. Willow Hold on. Pa- I'm going to interrupt you to mention that Paul W.S. Anderson, the director of all the Resident Evil movies, yeah. directed this, and this was his first big like Hollywood directing debut. Sorry, I, I forgot to mention that initially. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Chris. Yeah, because he had he previously he had only I think he only directed one movie. I think it was like Shopping in the in, yeah. that came out the year before. But before that, I think he was primarily like a writer or producer on mm-hmm. some other stuff. Um, but this was like his big chance. He even said in interviews that he was like, if this tanked, like my directing career is over. Like I'll never get another shot. So he was very worried about it uh, to the point that they ended up going back and they delayed the movie. And then went back and did some reshoots because, like, when they uh, screened it, some of the feedback was, like, there wasn't enough fighting in it. And uh, they actually, like, the um, the Johnny Cage uh, Scorpion fight, that was not in the original, oh, wow. uh, like, film. Um, mm-hmm. They went back and filmed that afterwards. And then, then there was another one um, that they, mm-hmm. they ended up reshooting as well. And so that wasn't even in the original film. Yeah. Um, they went back and, and, and reshot that. Um, oh, afterwards. So that Johnny yeah, Cage Scorpion fight is one of my favorites in the whole movie. That's, that's everyone's pretty, like, pretty much favorite fight. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, awesome. I want to say the other one they reshot, or the one that they added was Sub-Zero versus Liu Kang, I think. I'm yes, like, yes, okay. you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, who were they? Who would the Scorpion and Sub-Zero fought then in the original version? Which not fighting, because that seems like a massive waste if they barely. weren't going to fight. It, which is funny because wow. I think those were the two. The guy who played Sub Zero was like the most proficient martial artist I think on set. If yeah. I remember correctly, so let me he clarify. Came back in the sequel, the the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight did happen in the original, but what uh. it, it ended when he does his like shadow kick. Oh, and yeah, he was like, supposed to beat him off. with the shadow kick, and so. But in the the reshoot, they brought him. Um, like into Scorpion's like lair, and uh, so that okay, yeah. didn't happen in the original. So they basically just extended that fight, right. um, and so that's what you got to see. Um, and so they ended up just filming all of that inside of like a big warehouse where they erected, you know, the the, the bones and the like the bamboo wow. set and everything. Yeah, that that was the thing that that whole set there was really cool. I thought, like even like this morning when I watched it, I was like, that's actually pretty sick. Like you see, yeah. like you know when. Like he's falling in like the whole all the places like collapsing and stuff around him at one point is like mm-hmm. kind of like that actually looks like real set like it's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like the the foes that Scorpion has beaten in mm. the past but that yeah. scene is really good because we get to see Scorpion's fatality which doesn't kill Johnny Cage but we see it and then also we get the friendship from Johnny Cage <laughs> yeah so that's for for fans of the game or fans uh, listeners who are not fans of the game Mortal Kombat always had different fatalities from uh but one of them what were, they always end with ship so one of them was friendship one of them was like babality uh different yeah. things like that, that was, came a little bit later <laughs> oh okay yeah so uh, the original one it was just fatalities like yes. Mortal Kombat 1 Mortal Kombat 2 I think included babalities maybe Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Maybe I can't really fully remember. Rather. But then, yeah, from like three onwards, they started in these other things like friendship, and I can't remember now. It's been a while since I played the other ones. But uh, it is yeah, we should also mention that if um, wrong. What did you that? say, Corey? Uh, I was just saying, audience can correct us if we're wrong. Oh, feel free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We want to listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, so the Chris. movie included all of the original cast in Mortal Kombat One um, right. in the tournament, and uh, with the addition of uh, Reptile and uh, was it Katana. Who both came in two, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like one person was missing from the original lineup. Maybe I'm... Uh, no, you had Kano. Jax uh, was Raiden. in. Jax was in the movie, but he never fought. So that might be who you're thinking of. Maybe. Yeah, I think that is who I'm thinking of. Because was he? Was he in the original game? 
Um, that I don't know. You get, you guys keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like he was. <laughs> I, I actually had the Game Gear version first of the game, and that missed out one of the cast from one or two of the people from the like Mega Drive and Super Nintendo version. Oh, interesting. And, and I feel like so, uh, Jax was one of them or something. According to Wikipedia, uh, for the intro- introduced to Mortal Kombat 1992 was Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang Tsung, and Reptile. Oh, okay. So Katana but I was think not in the, the first one. In the song, I think in the song, I don't think they say Reptile or Shang Tsung. Oh my god, the song even just says their names for no reason. I mean, Definitely not for no reason, but well, it, well, it's, it's like the equivalent yeah, yeah. of like Mega Man or something. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. the cli- I mean, it's the voice clips from the game, I believe. Yes, I, I think yeah. so. Oh, um, in fact, speaking of voice clips, I don't know if you know, but the, the vo- person who voiced Scorpion was Ed Boon, who was one of the creators of Mortal Kombat and did the voice in the original game. I shared an elevator with him one time at GDC. Why didn't you pitch Sega Sega Nerds versus Mortal Kombat? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even say anything to him. I was just like, I was like trying to play it cool. Uh, Yeah, as you sweat (laughs) profusely. Um, Ed Boon and John Tobias are the creators of the the games. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Ed Boon. And they created a character called Nude Say Bot based on their name for the second or third game i can't remember yeah combining their names um but uh yeah yeah, and and i think that was another big part is like they had a big role in the creation of this movie so it also didn't stray too far and then um paul ws anderson what i guess he's a gamer pretty much because he was a fan of mortal Kombat and he loved the game so much and like he wanted to stay faithful to that but that begs the question what the fuck happened with resident evil anyway um Uh, There's my... a small part of me that I wish this movie would have tanked, and then we wouldn't have gotten any of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... I I I like the Resident Evil movies in kind of just a, a bad kind of way, you know. That's like fine. I, I, you know, I don't think they're good movies, but I think they're enjoyable movies. Some yeah. of them, yeah, and it's yeah, okay some to be wrong. Too bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, but no, I just. Um, my two cents on this movie, like I mentioned, it kind of wasn't on my radar as a child. Uh, but I think now I can see, you know, it comes down to simply this. It is a decent, it's a decently shot movie, and it's an, it's a fun, just adventure romp overall. But Mortal Kombat is a fighting game. Most of this movie is fights. Plain as that, that's why it's a good video game related movie, because it is a fighting game movie. Um, and it based and the actors actually did all the st- a lot of the stunts. Yeah, that like, was a big deal. Is they didn't have stunt doubles, so they could continue the shots. You could see their faces. You could see their reactions to punches and kicks and 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 taking damage and hits and things like that. Um, so all of that in mind, let's kind of we don't have to go you know scene for scene with the movie, but I think there are, we can kind of go through it here. Uh, there's definitely some scenes worth pointing out. Uh, I'm sure we all have our notes going going through here. Um, before we get into the start of the film, is there any other like last minute? things anybody wants to mention that don't tie into anything specifically um i well, we sort of mentioned about special effects and stuff i was gonna actually i don't know if you were thinking of this coming up later but i just want to talk about goro i don't know if you want that'll to talk about later. yeah that'll come up when he's introduced cool. uh because i learned Sweet. a lot about him that i didn't know watching this until after scenes of behind the scenes stuff um but yeah as we mentioned the film starts just literally it's black and just 
the announcer or whoever yells Mortal Kombat, ba -ba -da -ba. you like, know you're ready. For, you're in for some shit, right? Yeah, there, if like you've <laughs> never played any of the games, whether you have looked at the Mortal Kombat logo before, it doesn't matter. You've heard that before, um, and so it just kicks <laughs> in right song. away. Yeah, strong song. Good old introducing the kids to EDM and all that crap. Um, but the uh, you know it comes in with that with the logos. And then, like, a weird blue filter and slow-motion fighting of we see the death of uh, of Liu Kang's little brother. I guess Shang Tsung, for whatever reason, kills him. Uh, but, you know, that happens. It sets up the main character. And then, I don't know why, but Liu Kang just lives in a green filter. I didn't really... <laughs> understand the beginning of this it's i was like, like it's like this it's like the seinfeld episode where uh jerry has there's like a a, a neon sign that's across his bed from his bedroom yeah. and it's just always beaming into his bedroom so that's oh, okay i'll go with that i thought that it was like are we in the matrix now and this is just the theme for the movie i didn't understand why it was so and it's not like my dvd was messed up <laughs> yeah no but it i just i want to point out that it's not like the first scene you know there's clearly a blue like a like a uh it's either dawn or dusk filter on it it's but green this, screened. this is just freaking green and um <laughs> he gets a, fra a fax from his i guess it's a fax from his granddad it's a western union bullet like a western union gram i don't yeah. know if you guys remember those uh, telegram yeah, kinda. I only do because I worked in a bank. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had no idea what that was even today. Like, because I think we do get Western Union over here, but not it's not really a big thing. And I'm just looking at going, what what is that? I thought it was like I, a bank I love the idea of like they have to send like some, one of the monks to like some nearby like city. They're like, we have to get a message to Luke. <laughs> you have to walk 80 miles to the nearest town that has a Western Union like telegram machine. And what the hell is Western Union, sir? Yeah. <laughs> And, and Just imagine, like the how 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 do we get a message to Liu Kang? I picture <laughs> that could have been a whole movie. Is like the monk who has to send this fax is also like has oh, to the get rogue has to, one of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like they oh, had, he's walking and it's oh, and I got to get this camera film developed. I'll pick it up in six months, I guess. <laughs> And it you takes know. him like a year to get there, so like his brother has been dead for nearly a decade. <laughs> right, yeah. So send him all these birthday cards that never arrived. That message is great. Oh yeah, what does it say exactly? Do you have it written down? It says it says uh brother dead, come home, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, because they charge you per character on those things. They had to keep yeah. it short, man. Oh, yeah. so that's realistic, then. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I they guess, couldn't afford the still... obituary, so they sent this. Or it's like when instead. you used to call collect, and before you know, when it gives you to say your name, you're just like, "Hey, mom, come pick me up at the bowling alley." And yeah, you hang up. <laughs> it might have been one of those. <laughs> I've, I've done that. <laughs> hey, mom, don't pick me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Scotty, you mentioned you actually mentioned like Shang Tsung like killing his brother and you sort of didn't know why. I just assumed that basically his brother entered the tournament or something already. And like oh, okay. I feel like it was an off like out it was like an off book fight because hmm. I don't know, it just like it was at the temple. So yeah, I don't they know. Don't really go into great detail other than this is the reason the main character is mad and seeks revenge. I mean, yeah, that's all you need. That's all. That you is, need. yeah. Because they're descendants of um, what was his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, uh which Tao? You mean the other Tung big Tao? bad dude? No, no, no. Uh, Liu Kang and his brother are descendants of uh, the guy with the the little uh, weird hat that's in like MK two or three. What's his uh, name? They're not descendants. Uh, that's uh, Liu Kang. 
Hold well, on, not Luke Kang. Um, yeah, yeah. He, they say it in the movie that he's like a descendant of um, what's his name? I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'll look it up. We can keep. We can move on though. But yeah, I'll look it up. Um, but so that happens, and then th- and then we're gonna get kind of almost rapid fire introduction of the main characters because he gets a fax from his granddad. It cuts to Sonya, who's some sort of FBI or like government agent, and for some reason they're invading the underneath of an industrial rock show, uh, and she's trying to find Kano, I believe. Um, and he, uh, is at this rock show and just whips out a gun. Somebody whips out a gun, like on the crowd. And Sonya has her <laughs> shotgun with a flashlight and fires that at him. That shotgun is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, I'm just, I'm going to randomly say some lines. I'm sure this is going to come up throughout this discussion, but Kano says, I love punctuality in a woman with this stupid <laughs> red eye face, which he almost didn't even have. Like, uh, he almost didn't even. They were too worried that he was going to look too much like the T one thousand and all this other shit, or the T eight hundred, whoever Arnold was. But him and his metal face, and then we cut to Johnny Cage on a movie set with some bad extras, um, and he gets a message from, I guess it's his mentor or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's his master. Okay, and just before that though, um, quick shout out to Steven Spielberg. I guess yeah. there, there's a look like uh, it's, it's not. It's not Steven. It totally is though. But okay, so there's story well, it's with supposed it. To be like, him. Yeah, it's it's a character dressed up exactly like him because apparently Steven Spielberg wanted to be a part of the movie, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Hey, we just kept this actor in, and then we mm-hmm. intentionally made him look like Steven Spielberg." <laughs> okay, because he was he wanted to be in the movie as well. Spielberg did, but just timing and whatever. He um, looks just like him though. He does, and he, <laughs> he does. he's far enough away that you have to squint to like, is that him? Is that isn't you know? Yes. But. Oh, back in the day, that's one of the before the internet. They're like, Steven Spielberg's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I want. I feel like he was one of the first to be in his own, like one of the d- recognizable directors to be in his own movies or something. But yeah. I could be wrong. Feel free yeah, to correct Quentin me, world, you know, or something like that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so Johnny Cage, who's an actor but also a martial artist, and he's bummed that people think he's a fake martial artist. Yada yada. Um, he gets invited to this tournament by he thinks is his mentor, but he actually uh, is Shang Tsung. You watch him walk away stiffly because they had to get him moving in both like two actors moving in the same motion. So awkward. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and that was they actually they used the same like uh, techniques that they. In, like they first kind of introduced in Terminator 2 because it was a lot of the same guys. I think Corey, you mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. So that was like how they did that whole transition um, with Terminator 2. With it was it the T1000? Um, uh, like the whole when he goes like morphs into different people. That's yeah. basically the same technology, but just um, improved yeah. upon. They added some flames to it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's for right. the best because otherwise that would have looked wonky as hell. Um, yeah, but oh, just. Uh... Quick updates. The yeah. character I think uh, Chris was talking about was Kung Lao. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're related. I think he's just like a friend of his. No, it says here that um, he's actually Liu Kang's brother slash cousin. Oh, okay. On, okay. On, um, and they're both related to Great Kung Lao, who's their ancestor. So that may have I don't I don't know. It could have been him that he was referencing. Um, because in the fight later on, when when Liu Kang fights uh, Shang Tsung, he does say. I'm the descendant or uh, I'm an ancestor of, of, of Kung Lao or he, he mentions Kung Lao by name. Okay. Okay, mm. cool. Okay, cool. Cause um, I actually wrote that as a note when I was watching it. Gotcha. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so the, the, um, then after Johnny Cage, we get to Luke, go back to Liu Kang who goes to the monks. I get, is, is that the Shaolin monks? Is that what we're supposed to assume mm. or whatever? 
Yeah, I believe so, yeah. In Thailand. Okay, yeah. I yeah. Think so yeah. Um, and he basically approaches his his granddad and said he's gonna enter the tournament. Uh, Raiden shows up, and um, oh god, uh, like basically Luke Kang's a little punk ass bitch who's gonna enter the tournament whether and doesn't believe that Raiden's this god or whatever. And his granddad he thinks says, that kind of like homeless dude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his grandpa apologizes. He says, "Oh, I eat too much television for this one," or something like that. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> damn it, nineties. Um, I remember though, like thinking that oh, man. Um, I I don't know if I really knew who Christopher Lambert was when I was a kid. I didn't, but I think I, that I he he seems so out of character here. Like it's that yeah. this is not who I would imagine. I think everyone else is cast really, really well. Um, but Christopher Lambert as Raiden just is so stupid, but I understand why, like they needed a, a, a somewhat, someone who had a, a recognizable name. He's really the only one. And then learning well, more about Sean Connery first, right? They wanted so. Sean Connery. Oh, wow. He turned it down. Thank and God. then, you know, they, they went to the next Highlander apparently, um, mm-hmm. and, and got Christopher Lambert, but looking, you know, like learning more about him, he like loved the movie and he did yeah. so much for it. I guess we can get into it later, Scotty, but I just wanted to, to mention that like when Raiden first came on screen, I was like, what the heck is this? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently he helped the director a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, because it was Paul Anderson's like one is like he had never done kind of an action movie before, so yeah. um, he so. didn't really know how to, to to. It sounded like he didn't know what he was doing, really. Yeah, yeah he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I can only imagine like basically your boss is consistently telling you, "We don't believe this is going to do well." For some reason, we're giving you money, so go ahead and direct this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's eighteen million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go I can only tiger. imagine that pressure and crap on his back. Um, but so he goes to the monks and it's like, nah, you don't need, you need to, you need to go back home and whatever. Um, Johnny Cage, uh, you know, they all show up at the dock for this boat. Um, I only bring up this scene because of how it's, ugh, it's something. Um, but like they all show up to the dock for this beat up ship. That's going to take them to this tournament or whatever. Johnny Cage asks Kung Lao to carry his luggage because he's a racist piece of shit. Uh, yeah. And he just assumes that since he is Asian, he should be carrying his luggage, I guess, or he's one of the like servants on this dock. So he hands him to him. He hands him all his luggage and, uh, Kung Lao's, uh, like, Luke Kang. or Lu Kang, shit, too many names. I'm gonna, that's gonna happen the whole episode. We'll call him Lu, cause that's what he calls him anyway. So Lu just chucks his, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll get him for you, and tosses them in the water. <laughs> And <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And then, but then, of course, Johnny Cage is like, thank God I didn't ask him to park the car. <laughs> 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 and fucking, they Love get it. on the boat, and then I feel like this is the first, like, if you're watching this as a kid, this is when Sub-Zero and Scorpion show up. So I feel like this would have been like when the crowd starts to be like, yeah, they're in the game. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, like that, that kind of stuff. That intro was pretty cool. He just opens the door and they walk through. Yeah. yeah it's like smoke coming out. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Um, and the wonderful frozen gun. Uh, like uh, Sub-Zero freezes the gun before Sonya can fire it. And then the CG with all that crap going on. It's, it's great. This is the oh, first... Yeah. I think this is the first solid bit of CG that we see as well. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, but then we get... Okay, this is where I had to laugh because they they realize what's going on um, and Shang Tsung shows up and uh, kind of tells them what's up. And then he's kind of there. It, it's a weird... Like, this is all a big, like, 
honor system going on right now because it could all be ended right now or he could at least kill the only potential threat for him getting into the realm (laughs) and whatever but instead it's like all respectful honorable because they're all on this boat to go to this tournament that he's throwing um but raiden shows up and he's like yep Shang Tsung can't actually enter the Earth Realm until they win 10 straight rounds of Mortal Kombat. Seems legit. I just burst out laughing. I'm like, that's the dumbest yeah. stipulation I've ever I gotta, heard. I got to correct you. Though. That's uh, uh, Shao Kahn. Oh, damn the it. Emperor can't come into the world. But oh, yes, you're, yes. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, but let's. I think we, we, we glossed over a little small fact is that Sonya is very important because. <laughs> Down the road, I'm pretty sure Shang Tsung's just like, yo, I can beat the shit out of Sonya, so I'm going to fight her one-on-one for the final tournament, and then we're going to win, because he's a little conniving motherfucker, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they they ever really address why um, uh, Shang Tsung tricks Johnny Cage into joining the tournament, either? Does that ever Uh, come back? Yeah, because that's the weird thing. You can imagine (laughs) Raiden wanting him to Shang Tsung, and and also, why does Shang Tsung really want... Blade. Like I know you still say he's pretty because he beat her, but I don't know. He seemed like he really liked her. Like, hey, she's because kind of uh, the movie yeah. needed to happen. <laughs> I, I, I got the yeah. impression that he like wanted to take her as his like wife or something. Yeah, that's that's what that's kind of the feeling I got from watching the movie. Well, um, there's there's a part later on that we'll get to too. But she he's mm-hmm. like, you have to fight me because there's no no other Earth realm uh, mortals left, so you have to fight me. And she's like, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not sure if there is a reason other than he is a character in the video game. Raiden basically <laughs> sets up the the whole plot like on the boat, though. He's like telling oh, yeah. The, yeah. the 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 fighters like what's happening. Um, but really, all that is is just kind of a, a way to let the audience know like what the hell's happening, especially those people who have no idea what. because yeah, it's been is. going so fast, and we need a little bit of exposition to go mm-hmm. into the rest of the movie. So. And this is when that lovable chestnut comes up of Raiden saying, like, billions of lives are in your hands. Ha, ha, ha. Sorry. <laughs> What's weird, too, is that um, he, he says, like, Raiden says a line. It's like, I've looked into all of your souls, and you're the only ones that are worthy or something like that. So oh, yeah. it makes you think uh, that they're the only um, fighters on, like, I guess, um, our realm side yeah. that are in it. But yet you see, like, later on in, in the actual tournament, there's tons. Um, there's tons of them. Like Goro comes in and fights like thirty dudes, and it's yeah. like, yeah. You know, like who are all these scrubs? He defeats uh, not Keith David. So <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, but and then so more special effects. There's a a skull and a snake and like this evil aurora borealis thing that happens in the sky to basically signify it has begun. You know, and that that's how they cross over, I guess, into the other realm, which is just Thailand. Um. But the, <laughs> uh, you know, they show up on the island, uh, Johnny with his luggage. Um, props to him for doing this stunt right here where he's got like five pieces of luggage and he's trying to step out of a, a kayak essentially and just face plants into the water with his glasses on and everything. It's just like that. And you see it. It's only like two or three inches of water. So he probably smashed his face on the sand. Um, but that was great. Uh and then they that's where they as they're walking onto the island um Kitana is also introduced she's kind of just chilling under an umbrella watching them all cuz i guess she's royalty is that right she's princess yeah, princess, yeah. and she was the the, uh, the, the, the emperor's adopted daughter right okay. because her father was at one time like the ruler of that world but Outland. lost the tournament yeah. um to uh uh Shao Kahn. and so now he's basically taken over and and 
like destroyed everything. That's why it looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And she's um, kind of like and, Gamora to Thanos almost. Yeah, 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 yeah actually, yeah, that's really accurate. There we go. There we go. Relevance. Um, <laughs> so she's introduced, but then also the amazing CG reptiles introduced. Mm-hmm. Oh god, <laughs> so dumb. Which like you wouldn't this... even know was reptile unless uh, Shang Tsung said reptile. Keep an eye on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're really true. bad and unoriginal with our names. Since you are some sort of reptile, your name is reptile. Uh, I Garden. do remember hating that part of the movie like as a kid i was like what is happening here this this is not what reptile is supposed to be like and oh right mm-hmm. okay well that probably made the later scene that much sweeter for you then um yeah i, I do i do i almost like mentioned it but i will get to it um so that that's basically you know just setting up who the fighters are uh kind of down to almost the last one because we already saw kano and everything as well um <clears throat> but uh then we get a taste of things to come when they get into this big, I guess, uh, a mess hall or just a dining hall, dining room hall or whatever, where everybody's eating. But to get ready for the fight, they just flip all the tables. And- <laughs> That's the thing. Like, there's so much really good looking food there. Like, yeah. it, it's a giant feast. And I'm like, oh, my God, this food it's looks like amazing. They're and sitting all this other down stuff. eating. And like, they don't even really get to eat anything. And, and, and Shang Tsung's like, wait a second. We're gonna show you something, and they, yeah, just they they flip <laughs> over all the food, and the next scene, like it's the floor is perfectly spotless. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's right, <laughs> which is funny. So they they clear all that, and the monks are all lined up, uh, and they uh, one monk shows up, and he's gonna challenge Sub Zero, which is just an excuse to see this dude's moving fast. Like the monk that shows up, he's clearly a a, a, a proficient martial artist, but then Sub Zero does some CG crap, and um. I don't know any of his moves, so I'm not going to try to say any of his moves, but he basically shoots him with an ice ball as the guy, as the monk is coming at him to to attack him. Awesome flying kick. Yeah, flying kick. He freezes him, steps aside, and then he just shatters. There's no blood, but he definitely shatters, and you see he's been decapitated because his his head is at uh, Shang Tsung's feet. Um, It's great. yeah, well, it's an homage to his uh, fatality in the game because in the mm-hmm. fatality in the game, he would pull the head off of his opponent and rip his spine out, like mm-hmm. kind of like how the Predator does in the Predator. Uh, but oh, I in that was order, you did that. Uh, apparently, Sub Zero did oh, it in okay. the original game. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I thought Sub Zero um, freezes them and then does an uppercut, and then like they shatter everywhere. No, nah, mm. I looked it up before we did our recording, yeah, and apparently, right, yeah, yeah, Sub-Zero just pulled it out, which Jeez, was weird. Wow. Uh, they, I think that might have changed in later games. They might have given that to Scorpion because it seemed mm. like a more of a Scorpion move. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, the funny thing about this scene, too, is uh, so the whole reason the movie is PG-13 and the the higher up said, like, you can show monsters getting killed. That's no problem. But you cannot show a human being getting killed. So I think they got around that with the whole freezing and where you see you see frozen blood. So it's not the I guess it's not the same as just like yeah. blood splatter everywhere. So they mm-hmm. they kind of loopholed it a little bit. But yeah, this sets up great. for like, oh, shit, the stakes are high. And then they're just like, let's go into it. Yeah, that, may- <laughs> that would have been a great moment for just a really good one liner. Like this party really died or just something oh, like that. <laughs> well, it does have a one liner because Shang Tsung says flawless victory. So oh, that's right. oh, yeah, <laughs> another, yeah. another point, another point where the crowd was probably like, that's in the game. This is the best yeah. movie ever. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I just say that, that monk though, Sub-Zero took so long to make that ice ball appear that that monk is just like, 
walked up to him and just slapped him. Um, <laughs> I will tack that and many things that happen up to just one word, honor. Yep. Okay, <laughs> honor and respect, you know. Um, and uh, so, so that happens, and then you kind of get a glimpse of... You know, anyone that knows the games, you see three big sausage fingers grabbing onto the side <laughs> of a cage... <laughs> And just being like, hmm, I thought the uh, same uh. thing the minute I saw it. <laughs> oh, that that was Goro, or that, or you thought of sausage no, fingers? The sausage fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So again, it's doing a good job of setting things up and leaving in just splashes of references to the game that you don't get lost in the fact that it's a cheesy movie. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and then the movie uh, pace as well. Yeah, and then um. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna mention this probably every time it happens, but uh, we cut from this room to the exact same room, but now just Kano's eating at a big dinner table and Goro's kind of <laughs> hanging out talking to it. But it's definitely the exact same set. Is it the same room? It it's probably be. the same set, but with a different like aesthetic. Like this is the, I, I, the smaller chambers. I feel like there's big steps at the back behind. Oh, um, well, like, it might not be this room, but it definitely shows up again, and it is clearly the exact same room. So I'm, I might there be wrong is, on this one. Scene within, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know what? We, I... There was a scene. I think we skipped a scene, but there's a scene where they're walking up a huge set of stairs, mm-hmm. and this is when Johnny Cage still has his luggage, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's really hardcore green screen. Like you can <laughs> see it. Like the way the luggage falls, you're like, that's not how physics work on a on steps. <laughs> oh but yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think that's that. just as just before they see Katana at the top, like under yeah, Umbrella. Like they're it, literally they go off the boat, they're walking up the island thing and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before they get to the banquet thing. I, I but I love Kano. <laughs> he's um oh shoot, I lost my place. Uh they, I they realized... actually ended up retconning like his character too, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting because the Kano movie. originally was Japanese and this guy played him as like a like Australian. an Australian guy, yeah. and so they ended up changing Oh, in, no. uh, in future games to make him like based off his his character in the movie yeah because that guy so, was just he, so good his I accent or the, what he decided to put on it was weird because it's like it sounds like a tough like kind of like gang like british accent it's but not, also it a little bit of australian. australian yeah not fully though not fully one way or the other <laughs> Yeah, it's. Just I think like a lot of Americans know. can't tell the difference like they don't know the difference between yeah. like australian and english yeah. the accent was actually english i just quickly checked yeah yeah, yeah. I, that was one oh my, of my god he's from where points. my mum was from Croydon. there you go <laughs> he could be your father maybe <laughs> graham son awesome. of kano <laughs> oh that i would put that on my resume <laughs> yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah that that was one of my factoids though was that originally the character kano was japanese american um, but Ed Boon and John Tobias, so the creators of the game, they were so impressed with how uh, the actor Trevor Goddard portrayed him that they retconned mm-hmm. Kano's history in future games to make him Australian, like Chris was saying yep. there. Um, That's pretty cool. Which is just, it's it's crazy. But yeah, it is. I do see that he was born in England, but he claimed to be of Australian descent. Uh, one way or the other, the the accent goes in and out, but it's it's whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't, nobody's going to keep up with that. Um, I love I love him though because he's just—he's like—he's the shitbag. Like, oh, he, he is. died. <laughs> oh, jeez, he died in really? two thousand three. Oh, man. oh, I was gonna be like, well, he died in the movie. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about your father, Graham. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to learn like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> son of um, Kano, you must rise up. <laughs> oh wow, carry on the he, family legacy. Apparently, he was considered to replace Pierce Brosnan as James Bond in Casino Royale. What? Oh wow. 
That's wow. that's the little factoid I just read. What? Wow. All right. It's what a guy. IMDb, so I believe it. Uh, oh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, the Crystal Black yeah. Pearl. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's a anyway, shit bag. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So he's having dinner. He's just chewing on that one turkey leg while talking to Goro there. Um, Goro stands up. You get finally the first look at Goro in his, in his mightiness. Mm. And um, when he stood up, um, so my girlfriend Rachel was sort of watching this with me, sort of uh, not paying attention. At, but she's, when he stood up, she was like, wow, he looks like something out of Small Soldiers because he looks just like a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it was actually it was practical effects. It was an it was scene. practical effects because you could not like the size of him. I guess wouldn't work. It would, oh, it would be too costly for CGI stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it also, good. you know, we didn't. Uh, we probably would have gotten into this, but since this was filmed in Thailand on this island, there was nowhere for the cast and crew to actually stay. So they would bring in the oh. equipment every day by boat to this oh location spot. Um, so that in mind with how much Goro... So Goro was a dude, uh, like a dude in this suit that was animatronic, and so it, I don't know how many people were the puppeteers for him and everything, but every you know each arm to the face, facial expressions, so they could not bring in all of that equipment to the island every day. So he was all shot locally in, like, a, uh, the I think the studio in L.A. or something. The, but yeah. Oh, really? Well, um, it's Goro was this movie's Jaws shark. Because yeah. it was always breaking down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they also said that they did some CGI to his like his uh, lips to get it to sync. Yeah, like, they correctly. synced up with the voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they could have done a little more. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's has, like that. a turtle face. Um, <laughs> that's all it is. The whole movie, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, but so just that's that's incredible but it's also it's weird because i thought he was cg because it like i don't know if just maybe the background was not as detailed as goro yeah he still looks off somehow to me but that that might just be also that like you know we shouldn't be able to watch it in as good of quality as we have today it probably looks more legit (laughs) on vhs yeah no well you know you know what i mean though like the yeah yeah, yeah. when you look at older cg and stuff from earlier movies if you watch them on a crisp blu-ray or something today you see it actually looks worse um it does but uh, i do think that they made a good choice in 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 going this way from like with a practical effect rather than cgi i know you said scotty that it was based it was more on the budget but just imagine how bad it would have looked like um if if they did cgi because reptile looks like crap Um, scotty knows scotty knows my thoughts on practical effects so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i much prefer practical effects pretty much always over uh cgi because like what you said scotty like they they never hold up well or, or very rarely do they ever yeah. Um, over time and so it just always ends up looking better but you can do more you know i think you could do more stuff with practical effects too so mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i think it, I, I i will always vote for i, I think basically anyone on staff <laughs> from what or anyone that's appeared on the sideshow <laughs> we all agree that like go practical over cg if you can if yeah. you can um, yeah yeah but... like, and the, i know the puppet kind of doesn't look amazing right now but like that like just the things like you know when he's talking to kano and he like knocks over the cup and stuff like if that was cgi it like look even worse than it does yeah like he's actually physically is that cgi that's the thing too is like at this time in in cinema no one was as proficient acting with uh, like a tennis ball or something in front of them so (laughs) practical was definitely the way to go because i think the acting would have it would have been mirrored poorly if that makes sense um yeah 
But um, I do have a question, though, because this conversation, uh, uh, Kano says, I don't know, he's just talking shit, talking high and mighty crap, and Goro says that he's the king of the subterranean or whatever, and, and Kano's like, subterranean, like underground, and Goro's like, something like that. So I have a question, because again, I don't know Mortal Kombat lore. Is Goro like king of hell, essentially, or is that what it's leaning to, or what? The, I don't know enough on You're that the one. fighter. You're the fighting game fan. You, <laughs> you should that, know. Y'all messed up. <laughs> well, then, uh, I can look it up. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't care that much. Um, it, just the way he said it was like, yes, something like that. You dumbass mortal, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and then Shang Tsung comes in, tells them what's up with the guests, why they are here, that Liu Kang is special somehow, somehow Kitana is special somehow, so they can't get together or something. I don't know if that meant like they should never even go on a date or handshake. I don't know. Um, but uh, then, you know, oh, and we should mention we see this whole scene because the the hero group, they're kind of spying on them and then they sneak away and see Kitana. Uh, Liu Kang follows her. And then Reptile sneaks up on Liu Kang and spits, which in, I guess, looking at behind the scenes stuff, that was supposed to be him spitting acid on Liu Kang. Yeah, but His face would like, not be <laughs> the way it is. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it was weird. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry to backtrack. Goro is actually part of a half. He is a member of the four armed half human, half dragon race called the Shokan. Oh, so I okay. guess he's not supposed to be like leader of hell or anything. Interesting. But no. When Reptile does that, I looked at my wife. I was like, his face should be melted right <laughs> like right now, right? She goes, yeah, but movie, so. Yeah, no yeah, blood. Main character movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, it should have been an off character, like a side character, like just yeah. like an extra that gets sprayed in the face and just like a face melting or something like that. <laughs> they could have, yeah, if it was like a a, a, um, a monster instead of a human, which that it's interesting they get away with killing monsters but not humans. That reminded me of um, in – uh, getting a teen rating or an M rating in video games, you can maintain a teen rating if when you kill someone uh, that their body disappears to not show permanent oh. death, whereas in a mature yeah. game, the bodies stick around and that shows that they are actually dead. Uh, fun facts. Um, I didn't know that. That's how, I, I think GoldenEye, if I remember correctly, that's how GoldenEye maintained a teen rating rather than an M rating. Oh. Um, okay. I could be wrong with the rating on GoldenEye, but who cares? Um, but yeah, then, so this part I, I had to note because um, Reptile, you know, runs away and uh, Johnny claims that he can follow Katana and mm. Liu Kang's like, how? And he's like, I can smell her perfume. To which to which Sonya says, I smell something. Bullshit. I'm like, boom. <laughs> That's a him. good line. <laughs> That's great. That that scene also kind of, it's bothered, it bothered me when I was a kid as well. Because as he's like walking through, like going, I can smell her perfume and stuff. They're like walking through a corridor, which is cobwebs in front of them, like ripping the cobwebs. It's like she clearly hasn't walked this way because there's cobwebs. Yeah. In- <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point. Really annoyed me, like when I was ten or whatever watching this. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Like, yeah. Come on. Or you could go crazy and think like maybe she's a spider woman, you know, <laughs> and she's just oh, put- spreading the yeah, whatever. Um, Don't put it past this movie to do something like that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so then they're searching for her, and they circle back to a totally different room, but clearly the same room as before. <laughs> Uh, this is where it's definitely the same staircase and stuff, I believe. Yeah, that, yeah, they make a point to be like, well, look where we're at. We're in the same damn place we're at. Oh, we're. okay. Uh, and then in the background, the music starts up with the words, test your might. Um, yeah. So an- yeah. another just, maybe I heard it because I knew that phrase from the video game, but I don't know that anyone that has nothing 
no knowledge of the game would even notice that the random vocals are saying test your might like 30 times. Um, and, but this is good though. Cause again, it, it, it shows the movies, uh, decent pacing and that they just have all the heroes now suddenly fighting monks, uh, randomly. Uh, and, the announcers randomly saying words in the background, like uh, their name. I think this is where he starts saying their names as well, or something. Um, yeah, the song always has their names in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they finish off the first wave of monks, and Sonya has another good line of just the way I like them, dumb and ugly. I don't. Yeah, but so now though we get oh, so it not much happens before going to the next day. But now we get, like, finally the tournament is starting. So I kind of notated round one for this one. Um, because, again, though, this is where we're getting, like, actual fights f- for the characters. Uh, aside from the fact that Liu Kang is up first against some random dude with dreadlocks. Like, he doesn't even get a name. Mm. Um, but he, from what I understand, was one of the more proficient martial artists in this movie. Uh, he doesn't really have any spoken lines either. He just he he snarls a lot, and then you hear, like, a tiger growl. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was confused about Tiger. I was like, is, is he actually a tiger or is this another character? Yeah, yeah that's I, what, I thought that too. Like, is there a character that, like, is this bro- bloody roar all of a sudden where he's going to turn into a tiger? Or I, I didn't know. Um, that guy was, oh man, he was on this TV show back okay. in the day where it was like, it was like a <sighs> fighting each other and stuff. So that guy's like a real martial artist as well. Like, I can't remember what it yeah. was but i remember like after mortal Kombat, seeing this show and i was like oh it's the dude from from mortal Kombat," and they each had like different powers and stuff so it was it was really weird i don't i don't i don't know if any of you guys had seen that show or anything i do not know it but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist uh, um, he's called hakeem alston that's the and he's just called fighting monk oh that's, okay. that's, his real name is hakeem alston okay uh wow yeah yeah he was a kickboxer taekwondo uh, yeah, nice. USA karate team. So he knows his shit, and it kind of shows in this first round where they're fighting each other with bow staffs. Um, if you got hit with one of those, that would you'd feel it. Um, mm. But it, th- but this fight is basically to set up like what happens if you if you lose, because uh, Shang Tsung, for no reason at all, says fatality, and then he su- or it might happen the other way. He sucks up his soul, so you see like what happens. Basically, he's getting his soul sucked up, and then. He just goes into, like, you know, Dawn of the, of the Dead style zombie, which is just, you are gray and blue now, but I guess you're dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, is I, that. I, I looked over at my wife, I was like, he called now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That show I was talking about was called WMAC Masters. Okay. It lasted like one season. But... Dub Mac. What um, a season. What a, yeah, <laughs> what what a, a season, season it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's the first round, and that kind of shows, you know, what's going on, what happens to the losers. We get to round two, which is Sonya Blade versus Kano, um, and uh, apparently Kano killed her partner with his knife. Is, there, is that any part of lore, or is yeah. that just for the sake of this movie? Does anybody know, like, if that's of any actual relevance? I'm not sure. I, I felt I like that was I just I think it might horn. just be for the relevance of the movie. Yeah, because that was her her whole reason for being here initially was like trying to hunt down Kano, I guess, bent on revenge and all that stuff. Um, and I think that's that's also like how like uh, Shang Tsung got her in there as well. Oh, right. Like he, yeah. he recruited yeah, he, Kano because he, he knew she would in, come. Yeah, yeah Kano's okay, like I, a, I, just I, a hired thug for Shang Tsung. Yeah, Graham? 
apparently in the original law of the game, her goal is to pursue and capture the villain Kano and oh. eliminate Syndicate, but it doesn't actually mention the fact that he's killed her partner. Okay. Uh, so she, she in the game, she did actually want to take him down, basically. Man. And he is... was a criminal boss, by the looks of it, for the Black Dragon or something. Okay, um, yeah. The Black yeah. Dragon. Okay. This is hmm. so better linked to the game source material than Resident Evil anything. What the fuck did you do, Paul? What's that? <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, uh, oh, I always wondered this as well. Um, from the original games, I, as I say, I was a big martial arts fan growing up. I, when I played the game originally, Sonya looks exactly like an uh, American female female martial artist called Cynthia Rothrock. Um, she did a lot of martial arts movies. She's not like a mm-hmm. household name. But yeah, just looking at this, she says she was inspired by Cynthia Rothrock because she's oh, very okay. similar, very similar fighting style and stuff. And I'm like, wow. Sorry, there's a big, big nerdy kind of martial arts thing. That's okay. Anyway, we're all we're all learning stuff today. Um, I guess in the original movie as well, like uh, or in the first um, run of the movie, uh, she doesn't kill Kano, and uh, oh, yes. they ended yeah. up coming back and they when they did some of the reshoots, they they added that part in there. Dude, she snaps his neck, and I was like, wait, is he dead? Because we have yeah, not he, seen an actual like legit death of a, a, a of a of a casted like speaking role character yet. And like, did she just kill her? I was, I, I was like, because yeah. you know, he's in between her legs. Heyo, and that's <laughs> that's one of her. <laughs> that is, I want to point out because it's more relevance to the game. That I guess is one of her moves where she kind of does a handstand and gets people's neck in her ankles yeah. or whatever, or her shins or something. Um, and so that's how he kind of or she grabs him. And then he's down on the ground, and he, of course, says, don't kill me, give me a break. And she says something like, okay, okay, and then snaps his (laughs) neck. But they, you know, they don't cut away from it. So you clearly see him die. Like, you see his neck snap. Um, So I just thought, like, wow, how is this still PG-13? But whatever. Uh, If there's no blood, blood. I guess. Yeah, no blood. The death itself was off screen, and then we come back to Kano, and it's the aftermath. A split second, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also forgot to mention, too, that Sonya was originally casted for Cameron Diaz, but Cameron Diaz broke her wrist Uh in the beginning of some of the filming, so they had to get Bridget... uh, What was it? Bridget... Mm. uh, Wilson? Nielsen? Bridget Wilson, yeah. Uh, sort of how it went. Uh, that was one, another one of my factoids here. Um, that Bridget eventually she had read an audition for the part of Sonia several times, but due to the long casting process, um, she went ahead and did Billy Madison instead. Uh, and then so Cameron Diaz was actually considered for the role and cast, but uh, after seeing how she some dailies from The Mask, the movie The Mask in 94, um, but then Diaz broke her wrist during training just before filming. Billy oh, Madison wow. had just wrapped, making Bridget Wilson available again. So she <laughs> actually took the role and was flown out the next day after Billy Madison was done and was training Ooh. in between the fight scenes and stuff to then shoot for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because wow. she, she started her training later than everybody else did. Yeah, everybody had months of training beforehand, but she was literally being trained as the movie was being shot. Um, <laughs> so that's what. But I, I mean, she's still. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like she doesn't. I don't know, but but, but she's also in Charlie's the, Angels thinking about it. So she does do sort of action. I don't yeah. know. Weird. Huh? Yeah, it would have yeah. been interesting to see how anything happened following that. But um, 
But yeah, so that's round two. Round three up next is Johnny versus Scorpion. This is the one we talked about. Uh, finally, Scorpion says, get over here. So yes. I think this is the one that's in the random like field of trees or whatever, right? It starts in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the trees that are very precisely put. Well, like, it's, like, yeah. it's, it, was, it's it was an actual like, uh, what was it? A rubber? Pla- yeah, plastic or rubber. Yeah. So and they drove past it like, and they were like, "We want to film here," and that's where they filmed the uh, Scorpion and Johnny Cage wow. fight. Yeah, they kind of just like were like Johnny walk around a little bit, run around a little bit. We'll throw it into the, we'll throw it in and post somehow. And um, but you see the Scorpion, uh, you see Scorpions like weird snake bird tentacle monster come out of his hand uh mm-hmm. and uh that chases after johnny and it kind of gets tangled around and whatever and then johnny goes to hit him with his was it called a shadow kick or whatever that was yeah. yes yeah uh-huh. uh and that shoots him into scorpion's lair for whatever reason yeah, which if it's domain yeah which i imagine it smells like shit if it's just the floor is just covered in corpses and stuff and like his oh yeah like I can't even. It's basically hell. Yeah, yeah it's like all yeah. hot and stuff. There, by the looks of it, and so also we do I'm see. Sorry, is, I... I just want to ask a question real quick: Is Scorpion yeah. blind? Because he no. they show his eyes a bunch of times, and he's like Scorpion's dead. Yeah, oh, so. that's, that's supposed to signify that he's dead. Yeah, he's like okay. a he's like a tortured soul he had like a really crazy ass backstory and all this other stuff that's why when he takes his mask off he's a legit skeleton okay. and all that other stuff gotcha, uh, gotcha also i don't remember like i know of the iconic get over here but yeah. i don't remember get down here or there, get over or come over there and all this other stuff i would love to hear him like ordering pizza on the phone everything he says is just like that dramatic he's like <laughs> Yeah, it does. No happen. onions. It it does happen like that. That um, when they're fighting and uh, Johnny does this somersault and gymnastics routine to get up higher on a platform, and then Scorpion says, "Get down here!" Like the down is emphasized, and yeah. it just does yeah. not sound as cool. <laughs> it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah, but then he does take off his mask and breathes fire on Johnny Cage, which is great. That's another. That is one of his. I don't know if it's a fatality, but it's one of his moves. Yeah, it's I, think, I think it's a fatality. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, with that, yeah, in the game, like when he does when he put off the fatality, he looks at the screen, rip, he rips off his mask. You see, he's like a skeleton, and then he breathes fire on them, like rah, and dies. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember okay. that being a big uh, thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, did you guys like uh, like Scorpion's lava blood? Well, that didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, what was all that about? Yeah, that so, was... because they can't show red blood. But like, so <laughs> it's like. Johnny is blocking the flames with a shield that he finds, and the shield is essentially a buzzsaw, and he he cuts up Scorpion with it, and he's just oozing magma blood or something, and <laughs> then he cuts off his head, which explodes, and... <laughs> that explosion's great, because you see legs and a hand and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the whole time this is happening, I'm like, this is, how is this PG-13? How is it not <laughs> And But then, yeah, we get the, the friendship fatality, where I guess that's what happens, is Johnny Johnny signs a picture of himself. It says to my biggest fan, and it just falls onto his corpse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's even in like Mortal Kombat 10, that that fatalities in it. That's yeah, great. It's like that's a, it's I, pretty good. But it also it doesn't it with as cheesy as the movie's been with some one-liners and how Johnny Cage's character is set up. That still it makes sense that he would be always carrying around um, uh, promo shots of himself that are signed. Yeah. <laughs> oh <know>? yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was good. I, I just I love it when Scorpion's head first explodes before, and then before his body explodes, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Cage was like, there was single eyebrow raise, like, uh oh, sort of thing. <laughs> that, that, that still got me today. I was like, why'd you get that? Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, wow. it's just fitting for the times for sure. Um, <laughs> And then this next round is a little confusing to me. It's Liu Kang versus Katana. Yeah. Um, she holds back the whole time and just basically tells him the elements that brings life uh, will aid you in your next battle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Katana disappoints uh, Shang Tsung, I, but the battle doesn't she really loses. So but she why doesn't take her soul. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Like uh, that's it didn't make sense that it even occurred that was an exposition it was totally just an exposition to go into the next fight that's the only reason because otherwise they could have kept all that out and just shown that Liu Kang could have been like hey he's actually smart and would have just picked up the water and thrown Mm. it which by the way the buckets of water were put there by Raiden oh nice okay oh that's right that's right that's right yeah the well that yeah you have a good point that battle between katana and him didn't need to happen because she could have just shown up like she did anyway in that fight of yeah. uh, in his brain use the element of life Who's i don't fool? i don't know because this is yeah. the battle of sub-zero versus Liu kang we should clarify and she says use the element of life i i think the way i took it i might be giving the movie too much credit is that he saw her and her face reminded him of what she said yeah. so he heard it that, in his that's head i took it as well um, yeah. Also, I didn't expect water. I was like, he said, she said, use the element of life. And something earlier, uh, they had talked about that he trains like they're the whole monks and everything. They're all about what was it, the way of light or the power of light or something like that. Uh, okay. So I was like, oh, yes. he's going to do some kind of like cool, like throw the fireball because I had forgot about this movie. And mm-hmm. now he just throws a bucket of water. Yeah. So <laughs> Sub-Zero is like doing this charge up thing, which is essentially just a, a, a sphere of frozen water around him or something it's making Mm. everything icy and he can't even like get in there so he tosses a bucket of water which um turns into a spear and gets uh sub-zero right in the gut um pales him yeah yeah impales him so that was cool yeah Um, let's see here uh and then rigged that fight (laughs) <laughs> yeah he did because raiden does walk in and like gives him buckets of water so i guess that's not <laughs> cheating somehow because he wasn't fighting i don't know it's weird um yeah. and the, then... the thing with katana sorry just going back one mm-hmm. one fight the thing with katana was it was that scene also just to show that actually she's a good person even though she kind of technically i the, guess so. the daughter of the emperor guy like now that she's actually is a good person wants the humans to win or whatever i guess that, it was a weird exposition that yeah makes sense sort of later on but at the same time does she even need to be in this movie <laughs> well uh, i think she originally she was supposed to be the love interest for Liu kang but they cut that stuff out oh okay because i always thought what she was kind of i kind of got the impression that she was still the love interest but yeah i guess they never really went anywhere with that yeah not so... not visually a whole lot i guess mm. um i think they do it more in the second one okay that might make sense yeah i can't remember uh, the second one that well the next yeah. part, though, we cut to just dudes getting thrown into rocks. Uh, and <laughs> oh that confused God. me because we did not see Goro before that. And when we see Goro after all the dudes are just getting thrown onto rocks, Wait, he's no. not in that area. I think it's the opposite. I think no, it's actually... See... Crap. You uh... do see Goro. Because Goro, um, Shang Tsung walks into a room and Goro goes, is it time? And he's like, yes, they've been winning too much or something. And then you suddenly see like... You hear Goro like shouting, and then you see all the guys falling down and stuff, falling okay. into rocks. Yeah, this is, is all Goro. the scrubs that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. It's just like these no-name <laughs> dudes. It's like fat Asian guys. They're just like. Well, I yeah. thought it was actually what's the what's the character's name? Is his name Art in the movie or whatever? Oh, yeah. The guy that Johnny. Oh. 
Yeah. After, and I um, thought it was him defeating everybody. No, no, it's Goro. That's that because literally Goro? before that yeah, scene. Goro. Okay. Shang Tsung, well, I'm Goro watching it right time. now. Shang Tsung talks to Goro and they say some random crap that doesn't matter. And then Goro, okay, the movie's not moving fast enough for me. Okay, yeah, it's just Goro in a chair, and then you just see dudes getting chucked onto the rocks. And okay. the, what's confusing me is, like, the dudes getting chucked onto rocks, there's no filter on it to show that they're in the same, like, red-colored area where the whole crowd is, like, cheering on Goro. <laughs> so I thought it was two completely different areas. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. That's why I was confused. It's not my fault. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't it's matter that much. Fault. Yeah, um... Well, I guess what threw me off is, like, they're getting thrown onto stones, but then we see the actual fighting ring, which is not rocks on the floor. So, whatever. It doesn't matter that much. It's a video game movie. Um, (laughs) So, round six, sort of, is the dude Johnny, like you guys mentioned, um, Johnny recognized him for seeing him fight in London. So, I guess he's a legit fighter. Uh, Goro just kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> this is yeah, barely for, a battle. Like this would have, if this was an R movie, that like this guy would have got ripped apart. I was like, waiting for that. Poorly. I was Not waiting the for that. Thirteen, moment. you ain't getting it. Yeah, but it because Goro kicks the shit out of him. This is the first time kind of everyone sees Goro fight. Um, and and even Shang Tsung says finish him. I think someone says time to die. And he's holding him, Goro's holding him over his head. Like, it looks like he should tear him in half, so much so. But then, Or break his back or something. Something, like over his knee. Um, but I love the shot of where it, it it's zoomed in on the dude who's about to die in Goro. And then you see it get blurry in the foreground. And then in the background, you see Sonya, Johnny, and Kong Lao standing <laughs> on the sidelines. And Johnny has, like, no expression. But Sonya just yells, No! <laughs> she has never actually had a conversation with this dude or anything no. like that. But it should be Johnny. Yeah, that might be the episode header because I paused on that screen. I was just like, this looks so dumb and so bad. It's great. Um, this is another time though that uh, Shang Sao says flawless victory, but yeah, I don't think it really was because he gets a couple shots in on Goro. That that's one thing that always annoyed me about that. Yeah, flawless victory. He's like, no, no, it's not a flawless victory. No, it wasn't. Not at all. It yeah. wasn't a perfect. He no. got hit a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His life bar has gone down a tiny bit. That's what it's I know. just a smidge. Yeah. Maybe we're too yeah. critical of the movie. <laughs> Maybe. No. no. Um, everything else is so good, right? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after this, Raiden tells them their true fears, yada, yada, yada plot. Um, Lou is on. Oh, okay. And then this is like their own moments to kind of reflect on what's to come. Uh, Liu Kang is on a beach and he looks like he's straight out of a soothing CD infomercial. Uh, <laughs> and like he needs a new perm because his hair is all messed up. I don't know. Um, his hair is beautiful in this movie. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he wins. He wins best hair in this movie. It's like feathered and flowing and nothing. And it never right. gets in his face, even though it's it should be long enough to somehow it just doesn't. It's magical. Um <laughs> And then uh, Johnny challenges Goro, and he strikes a deal with Shang Tsung. Uh, Raiden tries to stop him, but he's too late. Johnny Cage versus Goro. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now round seven, which is <laughs> arguably my favorite battle in the whole movie. Um, that probably is not a big surprise, and might be the popular opinion. This is Johnny Cage versus Goro. So. This is the one that Johnny Cage felt confident to assign himself to. Like he challenged Goro, and and this is this is one of again 
just why this movie's great in that it gets their signature moves in. Um, but Goro's like, you know, puffing, it, you know, beating his chest, basically puffing up and stuff. And he's he's all high and mighty. Johnny Cage does his split and punches Goro right in the balls. <laughs> That's an iconic move from the video game. That is his move. I watched it a couple of times. Uh, does a split and punch to the dick. And you get the um, big googly eyes from Goro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That that's after he goes, uh, he steals Johnny's glasses and just crumples them in his hand. Oh, and this yeah. is where I realized he sounds like. <laughs> this is where I, re- I I kept trying to place Johnny Cage's voice. I'm like, he sounds like Matthew McConaughey. This whole movie, I just realized it then. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, all right, all right, and um, but that he's like, those are five hundred dollars sunglasses, and just bam to the nuts. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great, and this is how. Like the fight is taken out to, um, he kind of jumps away and runs away from the battle, uh, and forces Goro to come out and fight him on a cliff. Um, and I, yeah. I will give them props for getting away with making this look real because the camera's so far zoomed out that you can't really make out that they're clearly on a green screen and that he's fighting a puppet. Um, <laughs> so props to them for that. But doesn't somebody else pop in? I don't have my own notes saying it, but doesn't no, someone else just... like? jump into to watch the battle from close close up or something no, it's just goro and johnny cage okay uh i thought like just somebody's like watching on the side of the cliff um or whatever oh, but okay. like it could be is this before or after reptile this could be reptiles watching maybe i don't know uh, maybe let me see here but basically what happens is he punches goro or he he, he gets to the point that he's able to hit goro off the cliff and that is killing a monster, not a human or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, take away a major threat. Like the if it's not um, uh, Shang Zhao that Shang uh, man Shang Jesus Christ Shang, Shang Sun. <laughs> that's not Shang Sun that's battling. That Goro would have been the only other, you know, definite uh, villain victor victorious and that would cause all this horrible <laughs> shit. Which. I could only imagine all the people that already lost to Goro, like all their souls are like, why couldn't have Johnny Cage, you know, offered to fight Goro before we lost? <laughs> so, yeah, especially his dude and whatever. Shang Tsung's body right now. <laughs> yeah, his bro that he watched die or something like that. Art, yeah. Art, is that his name? Art? In, In the, the movie, called Art, Art Lean is the character's Art name. Lean, Art yeah. Lean. Yeah. Art Lean. Um, okay. And he, he's one of the actors out of the movie again. He's one of those actors who is actually a genuine martial artist and stuff, like mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On the on the on the bit where Goro like chases him onto the cliff, like yeah. John, one bit I love, which is when Johnny Cage sort of climbs up a little bit, a little bit higher, and, like Goro sort of comes out of this cave thing onto the cliff edge, and like basically when he turns around to see Johnny Cage, just goes, oh, like. <laughs> 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 Because that's when he says those were five hundred dollar glasses. Oh yeah. That's oh, that yeah. Okay. And then he goes, and then he kicks kicks in the face. By Johnny Cage. By really good, yeah, really good Tim Allen or Toolman impression. Tim <laughs> the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. Oh, it's like. So oh man. <laughs> Apparently, Kevin Michael Richardson voiced Goro. I don't know who that is. Let me see who that is. I have no idea. But yeah, he oh, and he does you know just another lovable chestnut one liner where Goro's hanging off the clip and Johnny oh, yeah. is like, "This is where you fall down," um, <laughs> which is oh, reference the, to the, the, yeah, the, 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 the early in the movie, which we didn't. Oh, bring up. that's right. At oh, the man. start, 
and when you first see Johnny Cage, this is for everyone listening. When you first see Johnny Cage, he's like walking into this big warehouse, and there's like some like four or five guys who put out weapons. And he oh. starts fighting them and like kick, kicking their asses and stuff. And then then one of them like does this cool roundhouse kick to him, and the guy just sort of stands there. And Johnny Cage just drops his arms, go. This is where you fall down. And the guy goes, oh, and he's like, oh, and falls on the floor. And he's yeah, like, big like Power Rangers God, dramatic guys. fall. It turns out, yeah, he's uh, filming a Hollywood movie and stuff, and the, the stunt actually is fighting with a rubbish. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that was a really good way to introduce him, because I was like, oh, Johnny Cage is kicking ass. And we're like, wait a minute. This is a movie. <laughs> this is, wow. <laughs> that, he's I a know, phony. <laughs> yeah. I know that it's he's not the only one that's ever done this or, or written things like this, but that, that writing of using a uh, quote again later on in the movie, reminds me of uh, a lot of uh joss whedon's uh scripts and okay. things like that yeah so props yeah. to them good job paul anderson you probably had nothing to do with that but good job anyway um <laughs> uh so oh this is where okay this is what i was thinking of because at the end of the battle sonia just yells because she's being kidnapped from um or by uh shang sung and taken to the outworld which another mm. question regarding the lore i thought wasn't that the nether realm or is the nether realm Later on in the Nether Realm is a stu- is Nether Realm is the studios that creates the later game. Well, yeah, but weren't they named off uh, out, uh, off of something in Mortal Kombat that's called the Nether Realm? Yeah, no, it's a, I think it's always been Outworld. Oh, I thought Nether Realm was another thing in it in the in the I, oh, to the internet. Yeah, everyone to uh, the internet um, I thought that Goro came from the Nether or something originally. Like, I didn't mean to type. Why did you Discord type world yet? in the chat, Corey? Shut up. I wrote nether, <laughs> and then when I clicked on Discord, I was still writing the word. So shut up, Scotty. That's why. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll figure, I'll find it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Uh, but, okay. So she's getting pulled into the bad place, um, and uh, Reptile is also going to follow them in there. But basically, Raiden says, like, I can't go in there uh and but he tells them Sonya has to accept the challenge from Shang Tsung to actually fight him, otherwise the fight can't happen. Um and so they this is where amazingly enough, this is only like halfway through the movie. Um <laughs> not halfway, like two thirds in, so there's still a decent chunk. Like we're going into the third act now, essentially, where uh Liu Kang and Johnny walk into the outworld and it's just like holy shit what's going on here this is basically hell or purgatory or something um and Liu kang's like uh, oh as soon as they get in there you hear a lot of like background noises i swear i heard like a sneaky guy walk past and he just goes what's up like something really <laughs> and that made me laugh but i need to go back and watch that then. it's like as soon as they get in there and all you hear are like low hums and 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 hushes and and like hissing and stuff um but lou he grabs reptile rap reptile good he grabs a reptile um <laughs> He walks up to the a wall and he says like something like we've got to watch out or we're being followed and he like grabs reptile he becomes uncamouflaged and he throws him down into a corpse like a suit of armor with a with a skeleton in it and then this is where probably like as a kid Chris you were like hell yeah that's reptile because he like forms the green um, outfit and everything. Yes, that's yeah. that's what I wanted to see. So I remember I got really excited at that. That part. was originally in there. Either. <clears throat> Yeah, they added that in as well, I think. Um, oh, really? The gargoyle was just supposed to kill Reptile, and then they were like, yeah, let's morph him into it and have another fight. Yeah, yeah that, one more battle. That made it way, way better. Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, and, did you find anything on Nether there Realms is a, there? Is, yeah, there is another realm in the world. Uh, oh, okay. 
and nether realm is also nether realms the name of the company that makes like mortal Kombat eight nine like yeah. all those mortal combats okay. instead but of nether realm is in there yeah when uh when midway uh went under and nether realm became the mortal Kombat company essentially yeah because there's like earth realm there's outworld there's nether realm there's all these other realms and stuff right like that, right so. okay cool yeah all right, um, thank you, Internet Detectives. What's up, Graham? <laughs> I was about to say that yeah, if this film, if this scene was filmed afterwards, that kind of makes some tiny bit of sense in a way that there's one thing that always bugged me. Basically, it's like Liu Kang and um, Johnny Cage are walking through together, and then Liu Kang grabs Reptile and stuff, and Reptile blasts him through the wall. And they start fighting properly. I was thinking, Johnny Cage is literally standing right outside. Why doesn't he go and help him? That's all my like, wife he's said. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, he's, he's like, they like, beats him up and wins and stuff, and then like just steps back yeah. out. It's like, they carry on walking again. He's like, what? She, she goes, where is, what is Johnny? She goes, is Johnny just like sitting outside, just being like, all right, wait, where, where's Lou at? Like, is he almost <laughs> yeah. done? Yeah. yeah cool, um, <laughs> I will chalk it up again to honor. Yeah. It's an go. honorable fight if it's one-on-one. <laughs> I guess. Um, oh, sorry. No, you're I, fine. I need, to ju- I need to jump back to earlier in the movie when oh, okay. um, Kano fights Sonya. Okay. Because there's a bit when, okay, even before that, Goro is talk- uh, Kano's talking to Goro when they first sort of introduced Goro. And he's talking about like how he just witnessed Sub-Zero like kill that guy. He's like, oh, I believe in honor, you know, hand-to-hand combat and stuff. And then when he's fighting Sonya, he's got a freaking knife in his hand. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's technically kind of- hand-to-hand. Just a weird thing that just shows he's scum. That Kano's yeah. a bad one, I'll tell you that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he's also a dead one now. But um yeah. so this is round eight, I would say. This is Luke Kang versus Reptile. Um the uh oh the the part that got me on this that was just like too goofy was when uh Luke Kang spins around on the thing near the stairs, like this weird like little <laughs> Oh boy, and it's like whoa, you know, <laughs> yeah, kind of one of those things. Um, I have no idea what that thing even is. I don't, I don't really know. But this is where we finally get uh, Liu Kang's signature move, his like bi- midair bicycle kick um, against oh, yeah. Reptile. So everybody's got their stuff in here now, essentially. Uh, but then, you know, it, it's a decent battle, and then he gets Reptile gets kicked back out in into where Johnny is, and then. Uh, turns into the lizard thing again, and Liu Kang steps on him, and just a bunch of bugs come out for some reason that I thought was horribly disgusting. Sure. Yeah, I can't stand that. Um, but <laughs> uh, it was I, the blah, behind the scenes stuff that we checked out said that none of the bugs were fil- harmed in the making of this film. Thank goodness. Good, good. Because um, the wildlife preservation was up on, on that day. They didn't care about the humans though. Nah, fuck them. There were bruised ribs and broken bladders and other things or whatever else. Uh, we'll talk about those later on, though. Broken bladders. I got a bad case of broken bladder again. That's my, that's my new friggin' uh, punk band, Broken Bladders. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Broken Bladder 47. Um, so, <laughs> oh, Kitana goes with them, I think, into the... Or she shows up. She's in the outer realm now as well. Yeah, because or... she, she didn't go with them originally, but then she's suddenly there, isn't she? yeah and so like kitana shows up and they talk about whatever that's literally my note kitana shows up and they talk about whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'm assuming she can traverse the realms since she's um yeah khan's adopted whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah because isn't this the bit where she tells (laughs) 
Isn't this the bit where she tells them that this used to be her world and Shao Kahn and whoever destroyed yeah, something it? Something like that. Oh yeah, this yeah, is what's going to happen to Earth if if he gains control. Basically, yeah. I'll be honest. I kind of zoned out during this part. <laughs> I I this is not my first time watching this movie, but I completely forgot about this entire area. To be honest with you, like from after Goro getting kicked, punched in the balls, I don't remember much else. Um, and so, but then we cut to Sonya who's tied up in in a new outfit. Uh, and they did her hair. They, they done yeah. did her hair. Um, there's a bunch of monks and Shang Tsung. They're all just kind of hanging out in the big old circle Mortal Kombat dragon logo we finally see on the floor. Um, and uh, and so he challenges her. He says, "Fight me in Mortal Kombat." And Sonya just says, "Go to hell." <laughs> Like she has yeah. some good comebacks for as cheesy as a lot of these lines are, but I feel like she's the most realistic in what she says in response to a lot of people, you know? <laughs> um, so that's pretty good. Uh, and he's, she just kind of says like, I'll wait for my friends or my friends will show up. And Johnny is one of the monks. He pulls off his hood. He's like, they're already here. All right. All right. All right. And <laughs> they, <laughs> so Liu Kang and Johnny and Katana are there. Katana's besties with them all now, too. Um, this is a, a round nine. Liu Kang challenges Shang Tsung. Uh, Test your mic keeps playing in the background for no reason, but it's there. Um, good stuff, though. Uh, this is worth noting that it is the only time, the first and only time actual blood shows up in the movie. Uh, yeah. This is because. Um, Lou kicks or punches. Uh, it basically makes Shang Tsung's lip bleed, uh, and which I laughed at because the way that he reacts to it is he like touches it and he looks at it. And the this line came up in my head: nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I, I said that out loud. I said it out loud too. I went, no, "You made me bleed my own blood." <laughs> so and Hallie just looked at me like I was dumb. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I'm so happy we're all on the same wavelength with that. Um, oh, yeah, that, that, uh, so let's see. Oh, but, oh, okay. So this is, you know, kind of why Shang Tsung is, is revered as an ultimate fighter or whatever. Cause you have to, when you fight him, you fight all the souls that he's captured. So a bunch of dudes just pop out of the ground while Shang Tsung, like, just looks like he's about to sneeze the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I didn't understand. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me that he's fighting everyone else. So doesn't that make him kind of like a kind of a bitch in terms of fighting? He doesn't actually do any of his own battles. He just gets like well, slaves what to they fight should, for him. What it should be is it shouldn't what I assume Shang Tsung would be was he had different fighting styles. He he turned into those different fighting styles. But in the movie, he's like, no, I'm just going to summon these dead warriors that I have the souls of. Yeah, because yeah, in the game, he basically could adopt move sets, casting styles and moves and stuff. So. Okay. A bit like was it the master or whatever in Soul Calibur? Is it kinda, it? yeah. Yeah, or like yeah. Dural Dural in Virtual Fighter is anyone mm. else's um fighting style yeah. or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and it's like Seth just... in the Street Fighter Four and stuff like that. Okay. okay. Wait, who in so, Street yeah. Fighter? Yes, I think his name's Seth in Street Fighter Four. Okay. I don't know. And he has he has a bunch of the movesets of all the other characters. Uh, okay. 
Interesting. Or Abyss in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. You know, that recognizable character. Uh, It's like it's in like a bunch of games. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like they just have a cop-out character that's just the gauntlet of fighters before the final actual boss. Um, Anyway, uh, so Testermite's playing, a bunch of dudes pop up, and he's fighting them all, um, and kicks the shit out of all of them. And they've Uh, all got weapons as well, which I thought was a bit unfair. Oh, yeah. That's also yeah, they've all got yeah. like swords and cool, really lethal-looking weapons that you can can just block and defend, which is great. Yeah, it's it's just showing how badass he is and how uh, he is the main character of the movie. But oddly enough, to me, it never feels like they wanted him to be, or it felt like they wanted a group rather than one hero. I guess I don't know. Mm. Um, but uh, so finally, though, he gets back up to Shang Tsung and. Um, Shang Tsung like tries to threaten him by turning into his younger brother Chan, who died, and saying. But it like, does trick him for a little while, though. For too. a it's split like you, second, you it's see got him morph into him. Like you, he. It's not like he doesn't see it happen. He like watches like, it. Oh, so, yeah, Hallie's well, like he literally did that in front of you. He is facing <laughs> away from him, so I guess you could argue he didn't see his face turn. I don't know. Even though he does shrink a little bit because his brother's younger. Yeah, smaller. but he's <laughs> like, I mean, he doesn't. He watched like, it happen. Like if he, if yeah. he, even what he could have done was like have him, you know, punch him in the eyes or something. Punch him in the eyes. Punch him in the face, and then so that he has to cover his face for a second, and then his little brother like comes out of the shadows. He could have done something like that. Um, yeah, like a Three thing... Stooges thing, like poke them both in the eyes. Like, <laughs> Something ah! that would have it would have fit just fine into this film. <laughs> like the only thing I could figure is like maybe he's just so exhausted from fighting so much that he lets his guard down for a split second like that. Um, maybe yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah, uh, whatever. Benefit I, of the I doubt. Guess, I guess the flaw in my my theory on it is that um, he changes clothes to what his brother was wearing like at the start of the movie so like Shang Tsung's wearing his outfit and then suddenly shrinks and turns into his brother and suddenly wearing different clothes so obviously Liu Kang would have seen that I guess like oh your clothes just changed before my eyes oh wait it's my younger brother hey (laughs) how's it going thought you're dead um Oh, and this is also at this point spikes show up in the floor which they they probably shouldn't have zoomed in because they poke right through that tin foil Oh yeah, that is so good. I love every time I see that. I... It's bad. Yeah, almost so satisfying to see it go through like this. <laughs> I guess maybe that's what they yeah, wanted hey, to show. Scotty, they could have just done CG like they did with uh, Scorpion's hand. So be happy you got tinfoil. Scorpion's <laughs> hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing coming yeah, out of his hand. I gotcha. Yeah. Um. So and then this kind of leads into round ten, or I call it round nine point five, because it's Shang Tsung now actually fighting Liu Kang, um, and the we we see another signature move though. Liu Kang does like it, it's like a Hadouken, but it's I guess a dragon it's punch. Fire. It's his fireball. He's fireball thing, yeah. Right. But no, we don't we, we don't we see it actually like travel talk- through the air. He just he hits he makes contact with his hands though. Yeah. Yeah, we we got his bicycle kick with the fight with reptile too. So we're getting iconic moves. We always yeah. call that the gobble gobble kick. Uh, <laughs> up because the the noise he makes when he does it, it sounds like a turkey. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. So we could always call it the gobble gobble kick. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know if that's offensive or not, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> are there any turkeys listening? We apologize. But... <laughs> Listen. You need jive turkeys? Like, oh, don't take my words. <laughs> oh boy, there it is. Um, but he like so the spikes are on the floor. They only show up in the actual dragon of the Mortal Kombat logo. Uh, and that was a nice touch. 
yeah, it was cool. Shang Tsung gets chucked onto the spikes, and I was like, oh, they're not going to show that. He's a sort of human dude, so. But they zoom out, and boom, the spike is, like, through his torso. I'm like, what the fuck, yeah. movie? <laughs> so, because, yeah. but he, there's no blood, but, and then, instead of showing him, like, dying and suffering, well, he no, he rolls over, and he's, like, a skeleton or whatever, sort of. That skeleton yeah. looks so weird. Yeah, it wasn't a human, like, exactly. It sort of mummifies before your eyes, basically. Yeah, I was like, that would look like a kid skeleton. That looked weird. <laughs> it was, and maybe that's how they got away with him not being a human. But as as he's soon, a tiny bit of armpit hair. I don't know if you noticed that just before he oh, morphs into it. Thing. He's a tiny little bit of armpit hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just a smidgen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and so he gets impaled, and then there's just a, a ray of light that blasts through his chest. And as soon as that happened, I just yell out loud, you got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> you got the power. Yeah. Cause that's what it felt like. <laughs> um, You're old Scotty. <laughs> I know how to have a good time. Um, <laughs> so, and then the, um, the rest of the buddies walk, run into the room. It's like, well, watch out for those spikes, but uh, they're fine. Everything's, uh, I guess the souls are getting No, they were there released, the entire time. <laughs> but they also kind of just show up again. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Honor, they can't interfere. That's right. Yep, honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is that, is it, so the souls get released. So, oh yeah, and then his <laughs> yeah. little brother like pops up and says, oh, I'm dead, but I'll see you soon. Peace. Um, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, it didn't really whatever i guess that's closure for Liu kang you know we needed that yeah. uh he saved his brother mm-hmm. his saved his brother's soul um so okay this is the end of the movie they go back to the monk's temple um where the kids are waving streamers around and it's a great time and everybody's happy it's sunny and bright out and then suddenly the emperor shows up and there's lightning and the sky gets dark and he says i'm gonna take your souls now bitches and raiden's like i don't think so and then they all pose next to each other like credits two things two things about this part uh, one, the guy that's voicing Shao Kahn is the same voice for Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yes. Oh. Like, <laughs> really? Uh, the second thing is the whole Shao Kahn part was added in post. It was not supposed to be there. It was supposed to end with, you guys did a great job, and it was just supposed to end right there. And they were like, nope, we want a sequel right away, so you have to tie in. So oh. we're going to add this scene in that breaks all the rules of the tournament that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't like the ending of the very end of this movie at all. It's kind of bad, and it kind of set it up for failure, honestly, with the sequel. But... I think though it would have it's still better than having them just kind of walk off into the sunset. Yeah, and I guess it it did it had a good punchy ending. No pun intended, since it's a fighting movie and game. But like just with that, because you couldn't have really yeah. played that theme song if it was a peaceful ending like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess not. Yeah, and they just need another reason to play the theme song. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well, the, the only thing, song in the, the movie. good thing I will say about the Annihilation is it picks up literally right off of the end yeah. of that movie, yeah. and then they just he just snaps Johnny Cage's neck, and I was like, "What? Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's how this Johnny Cage died like the first few. Yeah, Shao Kahn shows up, snaps Johnny Cage's neck, and then they're like, "Oh shit, got real." Yeah. Wow, that's Boom. that reminds me of um. 
the there is like a fan made super realistic super violent um, miniseries made of Mortal Kombat and Johnny dies in his like introduction video essentially. Oh yeah, no, I saw that years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually yeah. made like a, a full season of it or two or maybe two seasons something. of it. Yeah. it like, yeah. well, let's let's get into it then. So that that's the movie. Um, that's how it ends, kind of crazily and like nonstop almost, uh, just because it picks. It, it, it's a cliffhanger. Um, and I'll go. I'll go through some fun facts, uh, and we can kind of talk about um, spinoffs and reboots, and then get into the listener responses here. Um, the and we mentioned this though. Jean Claude Van Damme did turn down the role of Johnny Cage to, in favor of Street Fighter. So wow. yeah, wow. the characters yeah. Uh, in the game, the character in the game Johnny Cage was allegedly based on Jean Claude Van Damme, which was mm. kind of funny and excuse me and just ironic that it's like not ironic i don't know whatever like he did not make the right choice <laughs> well think of it uh, uh jc jean-claude johnny cage jc yeah mm-hmm. he does the same move as jean-claude van damme does in Bloodsport. oh yep. yeah 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 the split yeah doing the split yeah. punch but i was gonna say they they killed johnny cage off in annihilation because uh Oops. either so with annihilation they either couldn't get actors for the same roles or people that didn't want to be in the movie got killed off very quickly <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, um, worth noting, though, the film soundtrack went platinum in less than two weeks. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. It was just EDM. I think KMFDM was in this thing. Uh, like just yeah. Um, let's see here. Let me take a look here. We actually the, touched the on the people that do the Mortal already. Kombat. So the thing is, the Mortal Kombat theme, everyone knows it as the Mortal Kombat theme, but it's not named the Mortal Kombat theme. It's named uh, Technic Syndrome or something like that. <laughs> okay. And, and in, in parentheses, it says Mortal Kombat, and it's by a band called The Immortals or something like that. Oh, okay. Nice, 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 nice. So most of my factoids we went through, uh, except for this one here, um, onset injury. There are a ton of factoids, but I wanted to just pick a couple. So we already mentioned like Cameron Diaz, Steven Spielberg, uh, Kano, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But another one, onset injuries were surprisingly minimal despite the amount of action involved consisting mostly of painful bruises, some broken ribs. However, the worst injury was when Lyndon Ashby, who Johnny Cage, mildly bruised his kidney in his fight scene with Scorpio. Um, Ashby Ooh. originally requested a stunt double, but Robin Chu convinced him that the fight would look much better if he did it himself. Ashby wore protective padding on his back, but a kick from uh, the guy that played Scorpion just happened to land in between them, injuring his kidney. Ashby said that it was so painful, and he urinated blood after that. Yeah, oh. but but then Robin yep. Shoe Sho made fun of him. He was like, well, how many ribs did you break? Because I broke three. Yeah, and he was still <laughs> fighting. Like, he still went on with a day of filming after breaking his ribs. I mean, even the grandfather had broken some ribs and still yes. did his scenes. Yeah, the monk that sent him the facts and brought him in and everything. He was 75, but he still wanted to do his, his shots and stuff. So he looks pretty good for 75. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there were spinoffs, uh, two television series. There was, there were anime, the animated series, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, and then a live action series, Mortal Kombat Conquest, not spelled with a K for some reason. Um, those were, those happened in 96 and 99. Um, nothing really succeeded as well, uh, outside of the games, of course, as much as this movie did. Uh, and then apparently there is a reboot announced, um, that's going to happen, in 2021 uh Whoa, it's slated so- to i don't i don't take this with a grain of salt but i have a date of january 15 2021 by warner brothers pictures yeah, i don't know how official that is but yeah. it's being produced by uh i think it was james wan i think so i think that's right um well, so is uh, it gonna 
is it rebooting this movie like sort of show yeah i think so yeah 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 i wouldn't be surprised if it gets an r rating if they just say fuck it the the crowd we have deadpool and all that stuff now so it's well you gotta think though too is like the the audience for mortal kombat isn't like us when we were kids you know what i mean like right those it's us as adults (laughs) right and so it would make sense to uh to have that now yeah yeah to have the r rating and also r rating like horror and action movies are actually successful now whereas like they had a lot harder uh path to sell like a ton of uh of tickets back Mm -hmm. you know in the 90s and so now that uh you know it's proven that these movies can be a financial success i i absolutely Mm. think gonna be have you have you guys ever watched any of the i don't know if there were like official films but there were some films that came out of like scorpion and sub-zero and there was even fan films i haven't watched any of them but i've heard that some of them might are pretty good like that's what i was talking about in terms of johnny cage immediately dying what do you what the the fan films the fan the realistic fan thing uh they had introducing each of the characters um the the fan made things johnny cage uh, dies in his video um oh let's see here. Okay. i think it's uh, b- 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 mortal Kombat rebirth is that the series i'm referring to um possibly it might be that i have to actually find it and look at it to tell you uh but before we get into listener questions and responses do you guys have anything anything else uh, uh do you want to talk about like remember seeing the ending for the first time or anything like that um oh there's one thing we forgot to mention earlier on with Kano and uh, Sonya, which is one of the cheesy lines that comes out when um, Kano's like fighting her and like, it's just as the fight starts, he goes like, it's no use, love. I've studied all your moves. And then she goes, yeah. study this. And then she kicks him in the stomach, but I feel like she should have kicked him in the That would be way better. But oh, yeah. You, you phased like, out. Kicked him in the what? He should, she should She kicked have. him in the stomach. Like, mm-hmm. she like kicks him in the stomach rather than, and I thought maybe the balls would have been better come yep. back almost but i think so but yeah that was just like that was one of the cheesy moments i kind of really appreciate but it's terrible okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, yeah. i agree um but yeah, yeah i i think uh, i sort of said earlier that i think this movie up it's it's got problems it's there are some really bad bits that feel really dated now like visuals and stuff it's not the best story, like scripts but for a video game movie you know, with not much of a plot. So it actually, I think it holds up really well. And the fights is a, do hold up pretty well as well. Um, yeah, like, especially compared to a lot of modern Hollywood movies where the action and stuff, which is what I've got to fear. If that, if that 2021 Mortal Kombat movie comes out and stuff, I worry that, like, their choreogra- choreography for, like, fight scenes will be pretty bad, mm-hmm. which this seems quite... They did it very well, I thought. Because, mm-hmm. um, in fact, the... if you, I don't know if you know this, New Line Cinema... Which, the production company that sort of made this movie, they do a lot of uh, martial arts movies. They like got a tie with um, Golden Harvest in Hong Kong, and Golden oh, Harvest okay. do lots of sort of Jackie Chan movies. I think they movies. They did a lot of martial arts movies. That's like the American art, same company. So they they had experience in producing martial arts movies and stuff. Um, and some of the Jackie Chan's Western movies were New Line Cinema as well. Um, yeah. I just yeah. remember New Line Cinema for Nightmare on Elm Street. So, <laughs> <laughs> Turtles. They did the Turtle oh, movies. Yeah. Turtles, yeah. yeah. They did... Um... Oh, actually, no. I, I was about to say something. But... I have to Google something. Okay. Uh, 
Um, so Mortal Kombat Rebirth is the thing that I was thinking of. I just tossed it in our chat there if you want to check it out at some point, Corey. Um, it's very, very cool, and even if it never became anything, it's just like one of the best done Mortal Kombat-related things, uh, I think, because it's super violent, but it's really neat. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, I don't really have, I don't really remember the first time I saw this because I was not the child that went into the theater and saw it, so I don't really have an impression. Um, Chris, did you guys, did you just walk out and like start beating the crap out of each other like you? Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't honestly, I, I can't remember. I remember just watching it at home more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. would watch it all the time and then we'd go outside and beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. Um, nice. But... I, yeah. I was trying to think cause I, I ended up uh, renting this on YouTube. I could not, I really felt like I owned the movie already. So I didn't bother um, looking for it when I was out buying movies like I do routinely or anything. But I think, Whenever I did watch it forever ago, it must have belonged to one of my roommates or something. Because I feel like there was always someone within my crowd of friends at that time, at any time that this movie came up, that somebody owned it, that we could watch it that way. Um, so yeah, uh, Corey, do you remember when you were a, a young tornado? What your response was to this when it ended? Uh, like I said, I saw Annihilation first, and I really oh. thought Annihilation was good. But oh. then now going back and watching it as a kid, like. I didn't, like I said, I was in, like, Power Rangers and, like, uh, all that other stuff. But as a kid, I didn't really think much of it. But when I got older as a teenager and I'd catch it on TV sometimes, I'm like, you know what? This this is kind of cool. Like, I really liked the song. That's what mm-hmm. got me into it was the theme song. And I'm like, the theme song's awesome. And then I got more into Mortal Kombat when uh, we had a local laundromat that we would go to and do our laundry. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet. And then they upgraded to Mortal Kombat three, and I played it a bunch when I was there. So, cool. but uh, the movie, the movie itself, like I appreciate it more now as an adult than I did as a kid. Yeah, and I think that's something to keep in mind is like this came out when you know martial arts were all the rage uh, between Turtles and Power Rangers. Keeping Power Rangers in mind though, like how bad the choreography was in that show, this could have very easily fallen into that trap. Um, so just it's just a solid movie and definitely at its time was the best video game movie. Um, and up until current, you know, the Sonic movie just came out and everybody's raving about that. Uh, it's it's definitely up there. I would say um, Corey mentioned initially during our break that this is probably the best movie up until the Sonic movie. I argued that the Silent Hill movie is a really good adaptation. Um but this, I think, I think we might all be able to agree that this is one of the stronger, is if not the strongest, video game movies. What do you guys think? Yeah, I can agree with that definitely. I think this was my favorite uh, video game adaptation up until the new Sonic movie. Yeah, yeah, right I would, I would put it up with seeing it as an adult now. Like, I, there's so many bad video game movies, and I haven't seen Sonic yet. I'm actually going. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. This, I'm going this week. That when this podcast re- uh, releases, I'll be going this week to see it. Uh, but yeah, I like that Silent Hill one movie. That first Silent Hill movie is really good. But uh, this kind of put the standard on what it should have been back in the day. But we didn't really get. Yeah. We got garbage. We've already gone through like House of the Dead and. Yep. The, of course, Mario and Double Dragon were around even earlier or around yep. the exact same time as this and Street Fighter. But Mortal Kombat, looking at like pre- behind the scenes stuff, you can see that there was passion there. This is a mm-hmm. movie where they mm-hmm. actually talked 
to their test audience and listen to their test audience and listen to the feedback and put things in the movie from just talking to the kids that they showed the movie to. Right. Like Goro's balls. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> what's, <laughs> no, what's Goro's balls? Show us your balls, Goro. <laughs> um, uh, speak, speaking of, of like um, video game movies and stuff, has anyone actually seen the Dead or Alive movie? No. No, I have not. Isn't that so Paul that, W.S. Anderson too? It might be, basically, because I, I, I can't remember who did it. But it's not Uwe Boll. It wasn't Uwe Boll, but it's very similar to the Mortal Kombat movie. Um, uh, in that, it, it is another tournament on a remote island, basically. And I remember watching it going, it reminds me of Mortal Kombat, but it's actually quite good. Like, I don't think it's as good as Mortal Kombat in some ways. Like, um, the characters and stuff, like, uh, you know, based on Dead or Alive, don't feel quite as, as accurate to the games. But... Um, for a martial arts movie and stuff, and the fact that they've got sort of Hollywood actors who don't really do fighting, I thought it held up pretty well. Um, although he does have um, Julia Roberts' brother, I've just forgotten his name now, I think it's her brother, who is a martial artist, and he did um, a few martial arts movies back in like the 80s or whatever. Um, Robert? Robert? Oh, oh, no. Okay. I his name. I, um, I, I don't see his name, um, but I did find that Paul W.S. Anderson produced the Dead or Alive movie, the one in 2006. Yes. So he didn't direct um, it, though. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that one's... Uh, th- maybe I'm thinking of Blood Rain. I don't know. Paul W. Sanderson, Uwe, Uwe Ball. Oh, I forgot about Blood Rain movies. Oh. Okay, yep. <laughs> oh, uh, before There's we get... so to... many bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have anything else, Graham, before I get into the listener responses? Um, uh, yeah, just... I was just trying to... I was double-checking who... Jamie Wesley, Holly... Uh, Sarah Carth, people, I guess, but yeah, um, I'd say if you really like, maybe it's it's pretty similar. It's I wouldn't say as good, but you know, it's kind of the, the more modern version of. Yes, it's not a terrible um, video game spinoff. But I got gotcha. you. It's not amazing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there we go. Um, so we did ask for just people's opinions, responses. Um, I'll read a couple of the replies, but overall positive feedback regarding this movie, excuse me, on Instagram. Um, Adorpheus said, I remember liking it a lot when it was kind of, I remember liking it a lot, even though it was kind of dumb, LMAO on Twitter. Uh, the unmasked Blake said, saw it five times in theaters. The CG wasn't perfect, but it was just about all I could have wanted from a PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie. Um, and then I'm fairly certain this person is related to you, Chris, uh, at WWE underscore Sonic Man said. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, their their first and last name is on Twitter as well, and it matches up with yours pretty good. So, uh, But they said, remember it like it was yesterday. The martial, art, the martial arts, the soundtrack, the story, pretty much one of the best video game movies ever. I even got it on DVD. And then on Facebook, uh my buddy anthony friend of the site and dreamcast marathon he said i know this movie isn't like a quote-unquote good film but i think it's my easy pick for best video game adaption adaptation and then uh simon h on facebook says legendary film couldn't believe we were getting it at the time yeah a bit low budget but scorpion and sub-zero were amazing to see and that reptile fight is awesome and then Mm -hmm. in the discord uh mr haru actually has a question for us 
<clears throat> excuse me. He says, did you get a chance to see it in theaters? We answered that. But he said, I know I did. And one thing that I admire, uh-huh, and one thing that I admire to this day is the raw stunts that a lot of fight scenes contained. It feels like more action movies don't do it like this. Maybe nostalgia goggles may not be. Do you th- also think a full R-rated Mortal Kombat movie can work nowadays when things like Logan and Deadpool exist? Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, we sort of answered that, and Chris brought it up that it, it definitely can, um, because also the the main reason being, like, I, I do not think if this released rated R in 95 that it wouldn't have done nearly as well, um, but today, everyone that saw it in 95 is old enough to go see a rated R movie and also take their kids and scar <laughs> them. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is probably exactly what's going to happen uh, if it does come to fruition in 2021. Um but we know yeah. Chris will be taking Odin to go see it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it w- wouldn't be the, one of the worst movies I've taken him to. I, I ended up taking <laughs> the kids to um, the new Hellboy movie a while back, oh, thinking yeah. that it was going to be kind of in the same vein as the original one, mm-hmm. uh, it but it was not at all. Like it was super violent. Uh, just really? should not have taken them. That was that was a mistake. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's not the worst thing I've done to him. Oh no. <laughs> Boy, and somehow he hasn't been punched in the balls by his son yet. Uh, oh, that we th- know that's of. happened. That's happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's canonical in the yeah. in the Megavision <laughs> cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't need Mortal Kombat for that to happen. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, again though, this is the Megavision sideshow where we do it every other week, uh, and it comes out earlier to the patrons so if you're not subscribed to our patreon already hop on there and you'll you will get the sideshow a couple days early compared to the public um it, with youtube bullcrap in mind i'm still going to release this with the mortal Kombat theme song at the end somehow but if it gets rated down on youtube i'll just find a dumb stupid midi file of it i don't give a shit um because <laughs> uh, it has to happen um but yeah I, that's you know Thank you so much for sitting with me today, guys. I think that was one of our better episodes because we all thought fondly of this movie. Uh, do you guys have any final words on the Mortal Kombat? No, just get you a copy of it or find it on streaming or find it on YouTube and just watch it and craft your own opinion about it. Yeah, it's like two or three pounds on Amazon digital download if you want to get it there. So, yeah. Yeah, you can probably in real money. It. That's like five dollars. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you new world currency. Right. <laughs> you can probably honestly find it packed in with Annihilation or somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Target it, for like five bucks. Right. I found uh, I found the OG, like one of the older DVDs. Uh, so this is the DVD that was widescreen on one side and you oh, flipped it over no. and it's full screen on the other side. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And when we started watching it, we found the widescreen version and it was just terrible. I had to go into my oh. PS4 settings and go into the Zoom version. Oh. And when I zoomed, it worked. So, oh, wow. but it was like five bucks. So, yeah, is it, don't pay any more than that. Yeah, is there any cool bonus stuff on it at all besides like trailers or anything? Uh, it has the theatrical trailer, and then it also has like uh, it says the combatants, and you can go in and it gives you breakdowns of the characters of the main characters, like just biographies or whatever. Kinda. There, I don't think there was any commentary, but there you would go in and tell you about Liu Kang. It tells you about Raiden. It tells you about Shang Tsung. All that stuff. Okay. Interesting. Um. 
so yeah, this was the Mega Vision Sideshow. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we got oh, th- we do know what next movie we'll be watching. It'll be the Dragon Quest Your Story, I think it's called. If you want to follow along, uh, otherwise we'll be back at you next week for a regularly scheduled program. That's gonna do it though. We are up, over, and gone. Take care.